Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin and his friend gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. And for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. And you can follow our friend Jake at my friend Jake on Twitter. Also, this college football episode covers select games from week two. Of the 2022 season, we're going to wrap up every game we haven't talked about yet. Loop back to a couple of them based off some line movements. Uh, Jake's going to make some picks on some games that we covered earlier in the week. We're going to wrap everything up and give you all the college football content you need, either in this episode or the ones we've already covered. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread should be for every FBS college football game. That information, along with each team's power rating and a graded A, B, or C pick for every game, is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. That doesn't mean we recommend you do the same, as our goal in this episode is to share key information about the games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as we go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what I'll give you are, there's a lock in gambling. Michigan's going to beat Hawaii. So there's, there's that lock. Um, <laughs> otherwise, there are no locks in gambling. So I'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. Because uh, Jared and Jake will also be utilizing a weighted unit scale for this college football season. And as always, please remember that good and ver- bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to still be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, hopefully... I feel like we talked about you in one of the episodes. I don't even remember what now, what about now. So I, I'm going to give you the floor. If you have any rebuttal, whatever we said, here, here's your chance. Hopefully we can edit in an actual rebuttal here because I don't remember either. <laughs> I don't either. I just feel you like we talked about you for whatever. For when we, maybe, when I we think out. maybe we made fun of you for being a homer. I, I feel like that's yeah. probably the go-to, right? That's, uh, you know. And, uh, <laughs> I'll take it. I, All read right, well, right. I read that game right. You won't convince me I didn't. The fumble inside the 20 killed it. Which which game is this? Tennessee. Tennessee oh, over, yeah. or I had the yeah. under, and then yeah, yeah, over yeah. by one. Yeah. Yeah, that was the frustrating game. Uh, all right, well, before we get to this show, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way, assuming you turn notifications on, to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with the fifty few others in the game. Hit us up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. And a reminder, we've started up a Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show. Membership starts at just $3 per month. Benefits include things such as exclusive access to our Discord, where the three of us talk about plays, live movements, all sorts of stuff. Ad-free shows, early access to shows, and early access to what the model says in case you're looking to get in on opening lines that might be a little bit more mispriced than what you see later on uh, so lots of good stuff there you can check out that uh, link is on the home page of the website www.pickswiththeprofessor.com let's get right to the games all lines courtesy of bet online sign up link also in the show description and current as of the time of this recording this is late night wednesday and this episode for most of you will be up on thursday morning we're gonna start off with a doozy at noon eastern arkansas state and ohio state um at least both of these are states that's my analysis for this game <laughs> that's yeah. a true statement i mean how, what is there really to talk about this game i mean i guess we could talk about like, like is ohio state gonna have a little bit of a letdown coming off of the notre dame win i i mean if if they have a letdown they should still sleepwalk to victory i mean the question is by how much you know is yeah, it right. is it 
38, 42, 45, 52. But I mean, they're obviously going to destroy Arkansas State. The model says 40. Now, there's a couple of things here. First off, the model tends to not like big numbers. Uh, we'll talk about that later specifically. Uh, but the model tends to not project really, really big spreads because in general, a lot of times at the big numbers, it does make sense to take the underdog. It's not the sexy pick, but it's slightly more profitable the other way around. Um, so this kind of makes sense that the model is going to say that it's a little bit too high. Uh, a 44 and a half... <sighs> Maybe at 45 and a half, I'm a little bit more excited. But I mean, at this point, the number's so high. Like, I don't know what's going to happen out here. It could easily land right at 45. And at that point, you're kind of kicking yourself. Uh, but it could also land 42, 48, 49. I mean, there's just, I, there's, it, it, there's so many numbers you can land on it here. I'll take the points, but it's only a lean for me. There's just, Ohio State's going to win so bad. I just, I don't want to be invested in this game personally. That's really my take on it. Uh, yeah. Jared, what, do you, what do you got? I, I don't have anything useful to say about this game. The scoreboard operator is probably going to get a workout if Arkansas State's defense is anything like it was last season. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this Ohio State offense could be really, really, really good. And, yeah. and somehow Washington ended up putting up like 52 points on Arkansas State last year, and Washington cannot do anything offensively the yeah. rest of the season. Uh, so, yeah, just I think it's just going to be a long day for the scoreboard operator. Yeah. Jake? Yeah, I, I don't really have much here. I'm not playing anything, don't like any of the numbers, but – I mean, this Ohio State offense, we heard all offseason about how great they were. I want to see something here because they didn't look that, that spot on against Notre Dame. I don't know. And so I want to know if that's Notre Dame's defense being really good off night or what. So I, I, there's some questions I want answered. I want to see Ohio State really hang a number up here to make sure they're worth that hype because that defense they have it, as good, it's good, but it's not going to, if they don't hang up a huge number here with that offense, they could be really. In, Jeopardy for playoffs and looking at losing to Michigan again. Yeah, and we're early in the show, but I do want to diverge. You brought up something that I've been meaning to talk about here, and I think it's a great thing just to get your guys' feedback on and to make sure everyone's on the same page here because as I'm always talking about, I'm I'm not here – there's a lot of things that I think we all as a, as a smart gambling community need to agree on. And there's a lot of things we can disagree on. That's okay. One of the things to talk about, I think we all should agree on. There's a buy point for every team, right? Like Hawaii, Michigan, give me 105 points. I'm taking Hawaii with all my money. Right. I don't think they're going to yeah. lose by that much. Right. Yeah. And, and, and there's a buy point on Michigan, right? A pick them, right? I mean, whatever. That's obviously a stupid example, but you know, there's yeah. some things that we can all agree on that there is a buy point on every team. Um, I think the same thing goes with how much you weigh what happened in one game. And this is what I want to talk about because there's a lot of talk right now about, well, this team looked really good in week one. This team looked really bad in week one. Now, how much we weighed it, I think we can all kind of disagree on, but I think we all should kind of agree that it shouldn't be too much, right? Like what happened last year, and, and it's and it's not the same guy, so adjusting for players coming in and out – that should matter still a lot more. My, my thought, I'm curious to see your guys' reaction. We can all disagree on the weight, but I'm thinking like 10 or 20% is how much I'm going to wait one game right now versus what I thought about them coming in. It's going to affect what I think now, but I'm not going to wait at like 50% of my opinion on them because it's just one game. We don't know what the teams are trying to do, right? Does that seem pretty reasonable to y'all? Yeah, I, I think so. T- to me, this is exactly why you have the model, right? Because like, I feel exactly. like our human nature is to completely overreact. And if anything, maybe you could say the model might be a little bit slow to, to react to those types of things. So on, I think on the purpose. Truth is, yeah, and so I think the truth yeah. is in the middle somewhere. And that's kind of where you find value early in the season is kind of trying to find that midpoint of where you, how you are overreacting and taking into consideration what the model says and kind of finding what that midpoint is. 
Yeah, I, t- I yeah, totally Jake, agree. Because you, you can very easily overreact. Uh, I mean, there's countless examples of writing a team off, and then all of a sudden they're way back by the end of the year. So, or vice versa with Texas yeah. is back, right? Yeah, <laughs> the, the, running, the running joke now of how many yeah. years now, that one game, and then it's like, that was just one game, you know? It, yeah. it, it didn't yeah. actually mean anything. So absolutely, and I just I, I thought it was a good thing to talk about here, especially as we enter week two. If, if you haven't made your bets yet, you know, just be something to think about how, how kind of like Cousin Jared outlined, how you feel about to overreact and and – and I think for some teams, you should overreact a little bit more when you when your when your belief on them was a little bit weaker because there was a lot of transfers, a lot of new players, or James Madison being a great example coming up from FCS, yeah. right? Our our, yeah. our opinions on them were a lot weaker. So like for them, that one game means a lot more than it does to me for a different team. Um, you have new coaching situations that came at LSU played the, the way that yeah. kind of unfolded. I'm a little concerned about that, right? It, it weighs yeah. a little bit more because it's a new coaching situation. Now there's a little bit of unrest maybe there. Like that's weighing a little bit more than, you know, Baylor week one kicking the crap out of Albany means basically doesn't really change my opinion yeah. that much, right? Yeah. So it's like, but whatever it is, the number and how, you, and we're just trying to quantify it. But what we're talking about are things that we think it's just the math just quantifies what our what our thought process already is. And so like I guess my thoughts, you know, 10, 20%. But Jake, to your point with this game specifically with Ohio State, I completely agree that one game doesn't mean a lot, but it's that second game, third game, you start going, what's happening here? And, and this is a situation we talked about with a few of these teams. They should come out there, they should make a statement, be up 35 at the half, and then you're like, things are things are right on yeah. track right where they need to be yeah. if it's if it's 21 to 3 at the half it's like mm, they should be doing better than that you know so yeah yeah that, that's that's all I want to see I want to see them hanging number here so I can get back on that train cuz because because that also shades my opinion of Notre Dame cuz I know right. their offense didn't look great but if their defense is playing that well they don't need that much out of their offense so the, so it's just like one of the games I want to see, I'm interested. I probably won't actually watch it. I'll be yeah, doing right, the box right. score, but the I'm box interested right, exactly. to see what the results yeah. are. Yeah. Um, and, and, and last thing here before we move on, I think that's a, a great point too. This is where the, the model really starts to shine in weeks two or three to six or seven. I don't know. There's a stretch here where that thing that you're talking about where this team affects this team affects this team. And it starts getting complicated for our brains to figure it out. And the, ma- the model mathematically does a really good job of doing that. And it does a better job of their brains. There's a, there's a spot. There. And as the season goes on, we all kind of know the same things. And the model usually doesn't give you a lot of surprises. It's kind of like, we all kind of know how these teams are early on. Everybody's kind of adjusting, but yeah, there's that sweet spot where it's like too complicated with this team tells you about this team, t- whatever. And so I, may, I don't think we're quite there yet. Maybe, maybe next week in the weeks after there's going to be a, a stretch where I feel like the model is really going to be able to, to give us some great advantages um, because it's going to start getting confusing trying to figure out <laughs> how it all plays out. Uh, also at noon uh, Eastern, a- another game you probably won't be watching involving a big 10 school and a school from Ohio, uh, Ohio at Penn state. <laughs> like that segue there, cousin Jared. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, model says Penn state minus 26.3. Uh, this was 24 earlier in the week. So if you saw the sheet and grabbed the 24, that makes a lot of sense. It's up to 25 and a half now. Uh, I still think Penn State's the right side to be on. Like I said, the model doesn't love laying big numbers, so when it does, I'll back it. Um, I just don't love this number. It's a big number. Ohio is not good, but I just don't know if Penn State can score enough to cover a big number. This field, a total 54, lower scoring game. I think Penn State can do it, but it's just not what I'm overly confident in. If if Penn State wins this game, you know, something like – you know, 35 to 14 or something, I would just be like, yeah, that That's seems great. about right. So yeah. uh, I, 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 I'd rather be on Penn State than Ohio, but again, just a C-grade pick for me because it's just it's too big of a number. At 24, 23 and a half, 
probably a B grade pick. I like that value there, but at 25 and a half, just a C grade pick. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you got? If this gets to 55, I'm going to be on the under here. Uh, you know, Ohio just outmatched uh, on, you know, the matchup of Penn State's defense versus Ohio's offense is completely outmatched. And that game against Purdue with, with Penn State, I, I know they ended up winning that game, but I just was not impressed with the Penn State offense for the vast, vast majority of, of that game. So, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned a particular score there. Yeah, this feels like 34-13, 38-13, something, something like that. Uh, and so, again, if I get the opportunity to, to get this at 55, I'm going to take the under. I'm on, the, I'm on the opposite end of the model here and not very comfortably. I, I'm taking Ohio because I, I think I'm looking ahead. I think Penn State's going going to Auburn next week. I think they want to get out and get health uh, healthy. So I think it's a very easy backdoor – or not easy, but like very easy can happen, a backdoor cover, like a late touchdown or something because I think they're going to be pulling people early because uh, there's – I mean, they're the much better team. There's, there's no question about that. Yeah. And – uh, Ohio plays a similar style to Purdue, like throwing the ball around and stuff. So I think, and uh, I, th- I think they could easily grab a late touchdown that uh, switches it. Like at twenty four, I'm on Penn State. I just think twenty four is probably the number they win by. So mm-hmm. when I got when I saw it get up to twenty five, I was like, okay, I'll I'll take those points in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, exactly what I was saying. At twenty four, I'd lay it with Penn State higher. Sure. <laughs> I don't, I, I, the look ahead spot is definitely on the table. So uh, I, I, I'm not strongly against you there. That's for sure. <laughs> I feel like you aren't strong either. I feel like we're both very tentative. On yeah, it's, it's not something I'm super excited about, but it's one I want, I'm going to play. The game that one of the games we're all talking about here this week in Alabama and Texas. Uh, I feel like we could have just an hour on this show on this one game. <laughs> um Noon Eastern game day is going to be there for a noon game that's not even on ESPN, so that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that question's there. Uh, model says Alabama by 17, 17 and a half. Um, I'll grab the points with Texas with a lean. I- I'm not that confident in it here. Uh, if you could give me 21, I- I'm, I'm a little more excited about Texas, but I mean, the model says 17 and a half, and I think – 14, 17, 21, 24, 20, all those seem kind of reasonably likely. So at least at 21, I'm on the right side of a couple of those. But I mean, there's a wide variance of what could happen in this game. Um, and like I said, I, I'd rather be getting 21 points just knowing that I get that push on one of the more common outcomes. I'm going to take all the points simply because Texas has a lot of talent and I'm not sure that's going to lead them to victory in this game. Absolutely. But I think that the talent has a chance to at least keep them in it for a decent chunk of this game. Alabama pulls away late. If Texas loses by 50, uh, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll pretend this never happened. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. cousin Jared, what do you got for us? I, I mean, this is going to be a game that will be played. Uh, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be too competitive. Uh, as I've mentioned with previous games, maybe last week or earlier this week, I hope everybody has fun and everybody stays safe and healthy. Yep. Yep. That's my analysis yep. of this game. Nobody gets into a fight in the parking lot after the game it, too, because too much alcohol was consumed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like, we could cut your basketball analysis of Texas and throw it into that first part. Oh, where Texas has the talent, but we'll yeah. Oh yeah. And, and we, I feel like we talk a lot about Texas on this show and it's not like for anything other than just like, they're fascinating. You know, they're just a fascinating yeah. team. 
Yeah. <laughs> Both basketball and football. <laughs> like when you started that, I was like, man, this sounds oddly familiar. Yeah, we've told, <laughs> we, I've said this exact same phrase before. Yeah. Uh, Jake, Jake, you're not making any pick on this one? Well, no, no, I'm all over Bama. Uh, all over, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, you're just like tailing well, off there. Yeah. No, 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 I'm all over Bama. Uh, it's hard to tell much about them in that first game, but, I mean, we right. like from the first game, but if you look at last year, they're just a dominant team. I mean, Young showed off a new talent and led the team in rushing, so that's scary. Um, that just terrifies me being in the SEC that he's just going to, Decide he can run the ball now. Hey, um, be be in the same division, then come talk to me. Okay, hey, we, see him, we see him every third October. It's not like we ever get away from him. That's true. That is true. October, yeah. So we might as well be in the division true. with him. That's true. That is true. <laughs> but, uh, like we, it's just going to be nasty. I mean, their defense didn't force any turnovers, which was weird. But they also didn't turn the ball over. So whatever they let in, less than two hundred total yards. So uh, it was still a very dominating performance. Um, this is ter- like if I'm a Texas fan, this is a game I don't want to see with my young quarterback who struggled at the beginning of his first game, and then now you're throwing uh, Anderson at him and yeah, yeah. and every all everybody else on that defense that that would scare me. I've got yeah. a bad feeling that we're going to look down in the third quarter and Texas and Alabama's up forty, and yeah. and we're just like, why did we ever think this was in question? So I'm, I'm all over Alabama here. Yeah, I, when I said that I hope everybody stays healthy, I specifically meant uh, Quinn Ewers and Hudson Card, and that Will Anderson did not like just break one of the ribs or something yeah. like that. Like specifically, those are the people that I'm concerned about. Quick question: I I, I want to have fun with this game. I hope that the viewers are enjoying this segment because there's just so many things to talk about. Uh, Texas wins this game. Quinn Ewers, uh, Heisman frontrunner, yes or no? Yeah. Well, it depends what B. John Robinson does. True. Right? So if, yeah. he, if he goes off for like two fifty and three touchdowns or like something like that, like he'll probably be the Heisman frontrunner. But okay, I, I would probably say no. You say, oh, sorry, sorry. Maybe I should rephrase. Texas wins one of the two guys, the guy who leads him Heisman frontrunner. So fifty fifty. So it sounds like it's possible, but yeah, okay. And that's what I'm thinking here. I mean, if Texas wins this game, it's going to be all the people are talking about. We're, we're going to literally never stop talking about Texas because that would yeah. be quite an incredible feat, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I I think there's so much variability involved in this game. I think, Jake, you're absolutely right. It could be third quarter and Bama's up 40. But, like, Texas is one of the few teams in the country. Uh, obviously, Ohio State is one of them, and obviously Clemson is one of them, and, and, and obviously Georgia is one of them. And, and there's, there's a few others. But Texas is one of the teams that has enough talent that if Bama's up six in the third quarter and we're like, whoa, hey, everyone turn over to this game, like, we wouldn't be that surprised. I don't think. I mean, we've seen Texas sometimes in these big games completely not show up and get embarrassed. And we've seen them sometimes show up and play really well, play over their heads. Uh, I mean, there have been several many years when they've been a terrible team and they'll go beat, you know, the number one ranked Oklahoma, number whatever, top five Oklahoma team. So, and then we've also seen them be really good and, and completely crap the bed. So I guess I just, I feel like they could be in this game in the third quarter and I'd be like, I'm not surprised there's a lot of talent there. Or they could be down 40 and it'd be like, that's Texas going to Texas. Like, I, I'm not sure there's a game with bigger variance this week than this one. Is, is there one that I'm missing or is this the, like anything could happen other than a Texas blowout win and, and no one would be surprised. Well, not to be like super perverted or anything, but FIU and Texas state, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a lot of variability, but yeah, anyway, that, that's, that's the Fair. only other one that Fair. comes to, to the top of my mind. Uh, w- one more thing before we move on, uh, cousin Jerry, because pe- I think people want to know. Uh, it's a big game; people want to put their money on this one. Cousin Jerry, you're my totals guy. Sixty-five over under. Over. Putting on the spot. We haven't talked about this. Over. Yeah. Over. Yeah. 
over. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I think there's a few that the underdog and the over go better to, better together than the favorite and the over. Because uh, if you think you think the only way Texas can hang in there is if they can put up they some score. points on defense. Yeah. yeah. They've got to get past that defense because if you let Alabama like just like last week, I mean Alabama was so much better than Utah State. It was and I mean Bama puts up fifty five and did score in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like they they can do it on offense, so it's that's the only way Texas is going to be able to stay in if you can get through that defense. Like that defense can just shut people down. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. One p.m. Eastern. South Alabama at Central Michigan. Central Michigan is a five point favorite. Model says basically five. I'll lay the five with the home team. Um, Central Michigan's a slightly better team at home, but I, I mean, this is they're not that much better. I, I just it, it, when the model gives a number like five, it's always interesting because I look at it, and I'm like. Are you thinking it's more like a a seven five or a three five? Because <laughs> it's smack in between them. So uh, I think I think this is a pretty good number. Like I said, I'll I'll take the home team here, but I don't really have strong feelings. Because uh, Joe, what do you think? I am also laying the points with Central Michigan in this situation. I think they got a good coach, especially for the Mac Jim McElwain, uh, le- le- the leading returning rusher in the NCAA uh, from last season. He led the NCAA in rushing last year. Lou Nichols uh, and. Central Michigan against Oklahoma State. I mean, they they only got 15 points in the first half, but no, like all of all but like one of their drives went for like at least 30 or 40 yards in the first half. There, they possessed the ball for 36 minutes, had 31 first downs, 546 total yards, uh, 6.2 yards per play. Only had one turnover. If if they can play remotely in that that area offensively, they are going to crush South Alabama, in my opinion. So I, I know the teams may be even, but if you play like that on offense, I mean, they're going to have no problem covering uh, the five here. So I am laying the five with Central Michigan. All right, Jake. Yeah, I've not got a play here. I think it's a very interesting game. Could be a fun one to watch. Um, I just I wonder how much of Central Michigan's success was from Oklahoma State seemingly taking the foot off the gas. So that, that kind of scared me a little bit away from taking this one. If I'm playing anything on this one, it'll be Central Michigan. I, I like McElwain. I think they're the better team, but I don't know how much better. So I'm sitting out right now, but I'm, I'll tweet it out, give it out if I end up going for it. But right now, I'm staying away. Yeah, I, I'd love a three here. I don't think we're going to see it, but a three would be exciting. Uh, at five, it's I, I, I feel like it's less exciting. But again, as we talk about, sometimes people get too focused on key numbers. And because, and Jared, I think your take is kind of that, that we're, we're kind of too focused on that. You're kind of thinking this number should be seven or higher. And so it's kind of like, who cares if it's four or five, six? It's like it's better than seven just lay it you know yeah that, that's exactly what i'm thinking here because like maybe this goes to six and then i feel dumb if it goes down to four like it would be nice to have a push at four but it's not any different from four and a half so yeah. you know it's just might as well lay the points right here with, yeah. in my opinion anyway uh, uh, quick question, yeah. like, with the line movement stuff do you think these smaller games that probably aren't bringing as much money have more line movement or is it the bigger games like like alabama texas you're going to see more line movement there because there's more people playing it. I think it's about the same for different reasons. I think the bigger games have more money on them, higher limits, but I think a smaller amount of, there's less money on the smaller games, but a smaller amount of money can move it. It's also interesting. And I don't want to get too derailed here, but I have talked to people who work for, uh, various sports books and their perception or their, their 
angle these days is less about money's come in and I want to move the line. It's more about money came in from a person I respect. I might be mm. wrong and I want to move the line. So they're also a little bit less concerned about how much money that used to not be the case 20 years ago. Right. But these days they take so much volume in that the perception is a little bit more of a, we think we've hung a good number and we don't really care if money's coming in one way or the other, unless it's from one of the handful of people we've marked as this person mm. knows things and we really respect them. And if they think this, then we might be off a little bit. And that's why we're, we're going to move it. Um, so that's, I think that also throws a whole new variable into this. I was thinking these smaller games move more because you get that one person that, that like you said, they respect those, there's a few units on, on one line and they're, they're shifting it that like one guy can control yeah. it more so or they can balance yeah. things out more with the bigger games. But yeah, it's that's probably true. Like I said, I think the, the bigger ones kind of get more movement because at some point when there's so much volume, that kind of I think that kind of does something too. So I think it kind of does a little bit. But I mean you're absolutely right. One person coming in that they really respect without a lot of money on this game could swing at a point or something if they if if, if, if that's the scenario. Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, Western Michigan at Ball State. Western Michigan is a six-point road favorite model. Says it should be six and a half. I'll lay the six with Western Michigan. It's not that different of a story than the game we just talked about. Western Michigan's a much better team on the on the road, but it's a similar, somewhere around a touchdown type thing. Um, Western Michigan, you know, obviously not good. Um, they're just inside the top 100. Ball State is down in the 120s, so... Part of that is how we talked about overreacting. How do we react to that first game against Tennessee where they really just shot themselves in the foot? Obviously they were outclassed in that game. Um, but, but I mean, part of it is if, if they're going to have the turnovers, if they're going to have that sort of thing, then the, maybe that's kind of who they are. It's a question. These are things you got to try to figure out. Uh, I, I'm just sticking with the models of Western Michigan's a little bit better of a team. I think seven's the most likely outcome. So I'll lay the six, but again, it's not one I have a ton of confidence in. Obviously, Western Michigan could easily win this by less than seven. So it's 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 not a strong play, in my opinion. Six, I'll t I'll lay the six. It's a side I'd rather be on, but it's not my favorite play of the day. Because uh, Jerry, what do you got? I, I this may not be the first Maction game of the season. We may have covered another one in the slate earlier this week, and I just didn't register with me. But hey, it's Maction season already, guys. You, you think <laughs> it's you not? This is it. You, you think that you just have to wait until, you know, October on a Tuesday night to enjoy mm -hmm. action, but you don't. You can enjoy on a action cold, on a cold Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, but you can in an empty stadium, but you can enjoy <laughs> action on a regular Saturday early in the season as well. So what I would tell you is. But I'm why would you? <laughs> true. I was going to say, I hope this game gets drunk. That's all, yeah. all I care about. I have no But the total's 52. Game. It feels like it can't get drunk. If the, I mean, it can, but I mean, it seems unlikely if the total's 52. It's 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 Maction. Man. It's still you just, yeah. you just gotta have have the faith. That's all it takes. I have nothing else to say about this game. I hope it's fun. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm, I'm trying my best not to let what I saw of Paddock, which slightly which slightly impressed me, but I'm trying to not let that shade what my whole view of everything here. So I, I I'm staying away from it. I think Western Michigan's a better team, but I got this little voice in the back of my head said that Ball State team might be better, and I think because I liked what Paddock did there against UT, but other than the first throw. Uh, but <laughs> but Not a good start. Not a good yeah. start to the season. No. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm staying away. I hope I hope this is a fun game because that's, that's what Maction has going for it is that they just caught great college football plays come out of it. And so I'm hoping for that. Yeah. Uh, 3.30 Eastern kickoff, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. 
Model House Tennessee is the seventh best team in the country. I mean, like, I, I, and this is why I picked Ball State when the model said that it liked it. And again, I stand by that pick. I think that was a solid play. I think if it, Ball State was only outgained by 100 yards in the first half, that's where I think it's really interesting that I, I, I feel like there's a lot of contradictions here and I don't know where it is. And that's, again, the, early, the interesting part of the early season in college football where it's like something's contradicting and got a break, but I don't know where it is yet. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of that transitive property type thing. But I mean, the model has Tennessee ranked seventh. I mean, I said this last week, I don't think I could be any higher on Tennessee than I am. Like, it's, it's hard to think that they're really that much better than the model models in love with this team. Uh, Pittsburgh ranked 28th, according to the model. Um, this translates to Tennessee being a five point favorite with the model says we're kind of in a dead zone here at this number. Uh, I'm going to lay the six with Tennessee, even though the model just says five. It, it, price matters. And in some games it doesn't. All right. You know, the Georgia game last week, price didn't matter at all. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but we have to think about this before we make the play, not after hindsight, uh, you know, is 2020 and we don't get the luxury of that in this industry. So uh, given the fact that price might matter here, I just, I think seven's the most likely outcome. So I'd rather be on Tennessee minus six, but at plus seven, I'd actually be on Pittsburgh. That number was out there earlier in the week, but then it's gone. I don't see it getting back there. Um, but at seven, I probably, especially seven and a half, I would take all those points. But on this side of a touchdown, I think it makes sense. I just think a touchdown is the most likely outcome in this game. I think six is the next most likely outcome in this game. And so at six, I'll lay it with Tennessee. At seven, I'd be on Pittsburgh. I think it's a really well-priced game for the most part. That's why it's only a C pick for me. It's not one that I think is really off. There's a lot of games I think are off by a lot more. I think there's real edge. I think across a lot of key numbers. This one, I don't think that's the case. I think it's going to be an interesting game. Tennessee, the better team, but on the road, um, a lot of question marks about Pittsburgh at this point that we're going to find out a lot about Pittsburgh and like we talked earlier, by the transitive property, by West, about West Virginia here. Um, and this one, so a game I'm really interested to see. Total of 67. Uh, Cousin Jared, what are you thinking on this one? I really, really, really wanted to try, you know, I was hoping this number would be more like Tennessee by four because I would have laid four yeah. in, in a heartbeat. Uh, I just can't quite get to, to six, though. Uh, and, and the reason that four appealed to me is because there is going to be some point in this game where Pitt is going to settle for a field goal. And in my opinion, that's when the game's over. When, when Pitt settles for a field goal, it's it, that, that's when is that like a, the U.S. Open's happening. Is that like when like a break in in a, in a tennis match, <laughs> breaking serve? Yeah, basically, and, and it's just going to be over from that point because I don't think I don't think Tennessee is going to kick any field goals in this game. Um, in kind of a, a more uh, maybe fact based uh, approach to this is when I was watching the the Pitt offense against West Virginia last week, I was man, you just saw what Mark Whipple and Kenny Pickett had going. Uh, last year on offense there and to see them run. I mean, I hate to say professor, I hate to sound like your dad, but I hated to see them up under center so much and trying to <laughs> run the ball up the middle against West Virginia and just getting three yards. Just like guys, you saw exactly how well this offense can work last year when you're kind of yeah. spreading it out and Slovis, even um, with running like 50% of their, their plays like under center Slovis still managed to have a really good game. And they put him back in shotgun and went throw it around a little bit. He did, he did great. So I think Narduzzi is just kind of too set in those ways, the way that he wants to run the offense. And he just cannot be conservative like that against Tennessee. And I think it's going to come back to bottom. Um, so, you know, maybe Tennessee won't be able to stop him. I don't know, but it's like I said, at some point I think Pitt's going to settle for a field goal. And that's when this game's going to be over. Jake. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm riding the over here. 
Uh, <laughs> totally switching gears on Tennessee. And to be back. fair, that's kind of what Cousin Jared was indicating, obviously. Yeah. Tempo and pace of play matters, but I mean, it, if he really thinks Tennessee's not going to settle for field goals and just get touchdowns, my, my, yeah. when he say this, I'm like, it's, it sounds like he's playing the over, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I'm, I'm playing it. Um, I, wanted, I want Tennessee under six. That number moves under six. I'm taking it because uh, – like you said, I, I I think just like Jerry was saying, if they settle for a field goal or at some point they're gonna like something weird's gonna happen, they're gonna have to go for two, and so or somebody is so I think something crazy like that's gonna happen in this game. There's too much offense happening, uh, so I think that six seven number is kind of scary. So under six, I, I want uh, I want to see, but man, neither defense really impressed. Uh, uh, Pitt gave up two hundred on the on the ground if you take out JT Daniels negative yards and he's not a runner. Yeah. And even if you leave his negative 20, uh, negative 20 yards on five carries in, they still gave up almost six yards a carry. Uh, and Tennessee has um, a, a, the line looked really good. The running backs looked really good. So they, they can run it. I mean, Tennessee gave up almost 300 yards to a quarterback. That's what the quarter, a quarter as good as Slovis is. And with much worse <laughs> talent around him, so like that makes that's, me a, that's a little insulting. A quarter, I mean, like I'm probably a quarter is good. I mean, he's closer than that. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I speak in hyperbole sometimes, so may, like you know, just you know. But either way, whew. whatever uh, his so, whatever his forty yard dash time is, multiplied by four, and I could be dead. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, are, are you are you on Slovis because he can run? No, no, I just. <laughs> It's like, it's I, like didn't I, could, to, I, I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to do that with arm. Like how far he can, how far he can throw it. Divide by four, and I can throw it that far. I don't. I don't actually know if that's true. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, so, and then the quotes coming out of Heifel really kind of maybe like I kind of hinted at this beforehand. He said they ran five total plays on offense and defense. So I know they didn't show a lot of the tools there. So because they're like this is a big game and. Turns out to be a really big game with with Tennessee jumping up in the rankings uh, and Pittsburgh winning, which really helps Tennessee's case. But, uh, man, I could see this being in the 40s, like either team getting up close to 40s and we're, we're 80. I'm not saying it's North Carolina App State crazy, but it could, it could get up there. It, it could, and I don't I don't think anybody would be that surprised. Yeah. That's I mean, we saw Tennessee that. play those types of games last year. Yeah, yeah Like half I mean, their games were like that. We're on four, four or five in a row scoring 45 points. And I mean, take out Ball State, and that's against SEC competition. So yeah, that's I mean, this offense is going. Hooker missed what three passes, so he looked really good. I, I just and Slovis looked really good. Pittsburgh didn't deserve to win that game. Uh, number zero just volleyballed the back, ball backwards for that pick six, but uh, Pittsburgh still had a really good offense going. So I, I'm all over Tennessee's over. Okay, I'm gonna. This is the the part of the show where I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the judge for a little bit of leniency. I'm gonna take us off the rails, but I have a point. Okay, so I'm I have a point with where this is going. So it's gonna it's gonna just hang with me here, right? I'm reading it a book today, and they give a great example. So I want to pose this question to you. You can shout out the answer whenever you think you know it. Okay, it's 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 a relatively simple question, right? A bat and a ball cost one dollar and ten cents. The bat cost a dollar more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? Uh, how much the ball cost? Five, mm-hmm. five cents? What was your first thought? Your first thing your brain went to? A dollar and ten cents. 
trying to remember yeah. what the numbers you said were. <laughs> <laughs> Most people answer that question. Surprisingly enough, more than 50% of students at Harvard, MIT, and I don't remember what the other school was, answered 10 cents because their brains went right that. And then at lesser yeah. universities, I think it was 80% of students answered 10 cents. And it's like, no, like that's very simple math, right? And like you said, it's it obviously the answer is a nickel. I went to nickel quickly. My brain's a little bit different as a statistician, right? I'm trained to yeah. do this, but our brains yeah. generally are. And the, and the reason I go to that is, we, it, it's a good lesson for us as sports betters to stop and th and I always talk about that. think about the ways you can lose it, but stop and think, right? Because if you just go with your instinct, a lot of time it, it, your instinct is great in areas that you're an expert in, but it can often be misleading. There's these types of things like these questions that some there's other types of questions like this that you can get misled on. And, and the reason I say this is my gut instinct, my first thought is, and y'all tell me if this is crazy. My first thought on this game is, like you said, uh, Cousin Jared, Tennessee will not be stopped. They will score at will. Pittsburgh will score a lot, but will get in their way once or twice. There's obviously mm -hmm. turnovers that throw weird things, right? If somebody wins a turnover battle, three, nothing, right? That changes the game. But uh, avoiding turnovers and things like that. Tennessee can't get stopped. Pittsburgh will get in their way on occasion because, as you said, Narduzzi being stuck in his old ways, how does Tennessee not win this game by 14 or more? And that's my my initial thought. And that's where I want to stop and have the, the bat and ball question to be like, wait, am I really seeing this correctly? Do I? But I mean, I I, I just look at it and, and I'm like, I feel like this isn't last year's Pittsburgh team. And I just don't think right. they've got the firepower to hang in there because I just don't think they can get out of their way against a team like Tennessee who's going to step on your throat every single time they've got the ball. So yeah, I I, I I tell that story there because I'm just like my my gut thought is just Tennessee is going to blow the doors off of them because they just you know they'll give up a lot of points but they're going to score more. I'm like yeah. I'm like you, Jake. I like the over. I like laying it with Tennessee. I just I've only got a C grade play on it just because the math doesn't the model doesn't say it's right. that great of a play. Yeah. So I'm a little bit holding back on it. But I mean, if the number got better or maybe I do, do some more research and talk myself into a stronger play on Tennessee, it just feels like a game to Tennessee. Assuming the turnover battle doesn't go wrong wins handily because I, I see them getting a couple stops and I don't see Pittsburgh stopping Tennessee. Tennessee might stop themselves, but I don't think Pittsburgh's right. gonna stop Tennessee. Do you, uh do you have what it opened at? Because I think like I don't know if it's the true opening, but like in during week one they predicted the line it was like three, three and a half. And then it, like I think almost on Monday it jumped up to like seven, seven and a half. It, it, I don't it have was Okay. No, it was it was out to it was out to six and six and a half by like Sunday night. Like it posted Sunday afternoon, and it was around like four and four four and a half something like that. Um, and then yeah, it was already like six by Sunday night. It got it got to seven by Sunday night, and then so it's gone go. up, and then it's come back down. It, it basically yeah. peaked at seven, which yeah. indicates that's where there's resistance. But I don't know. I, I, yeah, like and like I said, mathematically, I would I would take the seven with Pittsburgh, but. I just logically looking at it, I'm like, I would hate that. I would, I would do it, but hate it. You know, sometimes yeah. you make the place, you make place, you hate them, right? That's just the way it goes. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know. We talked earlier about there being a, a buy point for every team, but I think, it, you know, in a in a dumbed down way of what you're saying is, is like, there's going to be so many points in this game where like laying the points may not matter. Like, you know, you it, can it may lay four. Yeah, 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 exactly. You can lay four, five, six, seven, eight. You know, obviously you like it less than seven, but it may not matter with how these teams play. It may not. And, and that's where it's tough. And well, this last thing we'll war up. That's where that's where it's tough in, in this industry is because you have to try to balance that. What's a smart play versus do you see the game playing out that way or not? And and it's really tough because on the one hand, you have where you're grabbing a key number 
with a dog that the, they're supposedly valued there, but at what point do you just say, I don't think it's a good matchup for him stylistically, and you kind of yeah. have to throw that out the window. And in baseball, it's again, I talked about this before, baseball is an individual sport. It's a different story. With football being a team sport, that matters. And sometimes you got to throw out the value play. I hate saying this. I hate I, I hate saying this is that decision, but sometimes you have to throw the value play out the window and say, yeah. that's not the matchup that I see playing out, and and that's yeah. where I'm, I'm placing the bet, you know? Yep. Yeah, before you before you came out with this model thing, like when I was making a lot of bets, I used to count the number ifs. How many times I had to say if this happens, if this happens, if it goes this way, that's how I would determine how 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 much I'm reaching on a play. And so that was like that. It's not a very sound strategy, but it's a, it's the same concept. It's not it's not quite as uh, quantitative, but yeah. it's the same concept yeah. that we're doing. We're all coming up with things, whether we do it with numbers or not. We're all kind of doing the same sort of stuff. It's just sometimes it's words and sometimes it's numbers um all right moving on uh same time slot here one more 330 eastern kick to talk about today colorado and air force uh, a little in-state rivalry here uh I, air force is an 18 point favorite but like is that am i the only one that's like jarred by that and i'm not saying 18 is the wrong number but i mean that just feels crazy that air force little brother air force like stepchild air force right like they're not even like colorado state's little brother i don't even know what you call air force and, and air force is a yeah. solid service academy and they do some things really well absolutely i don't want to take anything away from them it's it's like when baylor got good or tcu the same thing everyone was like these teams are supposed to be terrible you're smu right it's yeah. it's it's just jarring that colorado the the flagship state school is yeah. ranked in the hundreds i've got them ranked 105th yeah it's it's jarring that a service academy is this big a favorite over a power five team that that's what yeah. it is that's what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's just honest, a, a jarring number. The rest of the schools in the Pac-12 sides so like USC and maybe UCLA and Utah really power five in football. I – yeah. Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole other podcast. Hey, don't <laughs> – don't – how dare you speak ill of Oregon State. Don't speak poorly about the Beavers. We'll, okay? Hey, we'll talk about, we'll talk about, about the Beavers. again. <laughs> we'll, yeah, there you go. We'll talk about the Beavers later on in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Air Force yeah. are getting an 18-point favorite. Model says you should be 16. I'm going to grab the 18 with Colorado. Colorado, I I, I, I I don't know what to make of them. I mean, they played a fantastic first half of football. Uh, Jake and I were on all those points against TCU at, at home last week. And watching it that first half, and I went to bed at the half. It was a late game, and, and at some point you got to sleep. And, and, and I thought Colorado had a chance to win that game. And then I woke up, and Colorado got beat 100 to nothing, basically, in the second half. I, I mean, yeah. what in the – which Colorado is real? They got the – and Cousin Jenny talked about this. They had the two quarterbacks and they played both of them. And that yeah. I I don't think that went that wasn't the problem. Or, or that wasn't that was only one problem, maybe I should say. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw good things from both of them. The the one guy electric with his legs and, and got into some problems in certain areas, but definitely made some things happen on the ground. The other guy, a much better arm. I, I saw things from both of them that I, you can see why they were in a in a quarterback battle. Um they weren't that bad, I don't think. Uh, the defense, just what happened in the second half yeah. against TCU for them to, to be so dominant. So I don't know what to make of Colorado here. I think this game against Air Force, being a service academy, doing what service academies do, um, if Colorado can stay disciplined, they should have good enough athletes to frustrate Air Force and get a few stops and stay in the game. If not, Air Force is going to score a touchdown literally every time they have the ball. So, yeah. and they're going to Colorado. Like, they're going to take like eight or nine take, minutes to do it. Yeah, 
Yeah, and so I, I'm grabbing the points because I think even if Air Force scores every time they have the ball, which I think is on the table as a realistic possibility, they're going to take so dang long to do it. Colorado, all the, they're going to need a couple scores themselves, and it's going to be one of those games where it's like points were scored on 80% of the drives, and yet we only got to 50 points because it was such a long drive. So I think yeah. 18's a lot of points here i'm grabbing them but i mean if, if Colorado's offense doesn't do anything and, and they didn't against tc you know tcu's defense might be pretty good uh might be solid at least uh, hard to say at this point but that's gonna be the big question because air force is gonna score how you know are they gonna score on six of eight drives or eight of eight is really the question and and, and on this other ball colorado can they score enough to hang in there i'm gonna take the points but it's not a play i love here uh at, at 21 i'd get excited about it um, obviously talking about service academies, there's usually a lot of touchdowns, um, mm-hmm. involved, not a lot of field goals so at 21. I'm excited. The whole period 18 is Colorado, um, kicks a field goal. And somehow at least you have to push protection on the 18 air force yeah. probably won't win by 17 because I don't think air force can field goals. So, uh, it's yeah. really Colorado kicking the field goal to, to get that push protection. So 18, interestingly enough, and I'm going to wrap up with this interestingly enough, a weird case where I think 18 is more of a key number than 17, because I think it's much more likely Colorado kicks a field goal than air force. I've got right. the push protection there. I'll be on Colorado with the points, but again, not, not as confident as I would be if I could get 21. Um, because Jared, what do you think? So kind of what happened, what went wrong for uh, Colorado in the second half last week is that TCU had to bring in their backup quarterback. Their starter got hurt. And basically, TCU didn't throw the ball again. They just ran the ball the entire second half. Colorado couldn't stop them. And, and but, so, but hold on. But hold on. Let me, let me interject and say, again, what went wrong? Like, everyone knew what was going Like <laughs> That is true. Anyway, the point how is – How does that, how did that succeed so well? It, it, but it doesn't bode well for Colorado in, in this matchup is, is what I'm, what I'm getting at. Um, and the, I think this is a well-set number. Uh, and the thing is, is that I cannot fade air force in this situation because I'm already fading, almost fully fading the troops this week. I'm going against Navy. I'm going against army. And so I can't bring myself. I'm not that un-American. I cannot fade air force as well, but I do want to say one thing before we get too far off track here, we've seen Boise state play a reasonable competition. We've seen Utah state, uh, well, get obliterated by Alabama, but also not look great against UConn. Uh, we've seen San Diego State lose to Arizona. We we the Fresno playing Oregon State. We're going to learn something about Fresno this okay. Saturday. Um, could I sell anybody on Air Force as Mountain West champs this year? I, I mean, I'm, 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 I might be buying that. Okay, so I'm, I'm just saying, people th- at the right odds. At the right odds, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I mean, the model, the model, the model has them 55th. I mean, that's pretty solid for a mountain west team i mean they're yeah they're gonna be up there absolutely i don't think that's like i don't think that's a crazy thought yeah so just, i don't just think there's that there. i don't think there's that clear a lot of times there's that mountain west team that jumps out in, into the 30s that's yeah. a pretty solid team and, and i'm not I'm, by the end of the year we might have one i'm just i'm not convinced we have one this year like so there's a lot of questions on those teams right uh jake what do you think i, I think the second half is what you're going to see all game my like without looking at the number like beforehand, I was like three touchdowns probably. I, I was just because I don't. I don't think Colorado can get in their way, and especially when you don't have a ton of like this. If this would have been the first game of the year, it's a little bit different where you can prepare for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lead, but you're coming off a game where you just got. I mean, TCU. But you, but you know what they worked on all week in practice. No matter who the next opponent was, you knew what they were going to work on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, TCU just ran for two seventy five on them. They put up almost six hundred yards in their game. Like, yeah, they threw six passes. I, I just this is going to be down your throat, and 
oh, I'm sorry, Colorado. This is not good. I, yeah. I had some faith in you at the beginning of the year, but who did TCU take that away? And I might be overreacting like we talked, but yeah, yeah. Um, so I was just about to say, is how much of this is overreacting? I don't know. I, how much? Watched, how much should should we overreact? Yeah, I watched the third quarter of that game before I went to bed, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> the yeah. whole time. Like I couldn't say anything else, but like, oh, I'm just sitting I, deep in my seat. I have to interject this. Our, our friend, uh, not really our friend, we just wish he was our friend, Bill Connolly, uh, tweeted <laughs> out that – that uh, so Air Force played Northern Iowa this past weekend. Like, like Jake just said, they put up about 600 yards. Uh, Northern Iowa's defense usually um, grades out fairly similarly to um, South Dakota, which – or which, whichever FCS team it was that Iowa had like six yards on. And, and so I think that just tells you the level of offensive competen- competency between Air Force and, and Iowa. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. It does, but I still don't know yeah. what that tells us <laughs> because I don't well, know if Iowa's got he's, he's laying layers to get to back later on in the season, right? Yes, well, well, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, well, what, I, this is going to be a lot funnier in an hour and a half when we get to the end of this show. It'll be yes. a lot funnier. Yeah. So we'll just remember um, what I said there. Okay, um, massive caveat, the triple option is so weird. And that's yeah. the thing that you can't yeah. – if you don't have – and we talked about this before, and, and I'll try to say it once a week just as a reminder for new people. The thing we have to remember with the triple option is if you have time to prep for it and you have the right athletes, you can slow it down. But if you don't have the right athletes on the practice squad, it doesn't matter how much time you have, you cannot defend it because you aren't prepped yeah. for the actual speed and the way that it's run. So and and partially the linemen too, but the the blocking schemes. It's it's not just. I mean, it's just if you don't have the right guys in practice, it doesn't matter if you have time for it or not. You can't defend it. But if you have the right athletes on your own defense, you can make it look foolish. I'm like you know, I think Air Force is going to score a lot. I just I still stand by if Air Force scores every time they have the ball, Colorado can still cover this number because yeah. there aren't going to be that many possessions of the game. So that's why I'm taking 18. But uh, obviously, if Air Force does score every time they touch the ball, that's not exciting for it but again that's why it's just a c grade play it's a it's a it's it's a i think there's multiple avenues for color covering this but it's not one i'm comfortable enough with that i want a second unit on it right uh 6 p.m eastern old dominion at east carolina you know old, old dominion coming off a, a pretty good win for them uh an exciting win uh east carolina coming off of Heartbreak, yeah. Heartbreak, uh, yeah. I was yeah. trying to find the word. I mean, whatever you want to. I mean, who? Um, so, I mean, two two smaller schools that we paid a lot of attention to last week. Yeah. Uh, model model has East Carolina almost thirty spots ahead of Old Dominion. Says they should be a ten point, a nine and a half point home favorite. I'm going to grab mm. the twelve and a half with Old Dominion. Um, I just think it's too many points. I think you know, not that Old Dominion is great, but I'm just not sold on East Carolina being much better than middle of the pack and the middle of the pack team against a team that's inside the top hundred. I don't think should be a double digit favorite here. So I'm going to grab the 12 and a half. It's only a C grade pick. This is one that the model does say there's a little bit of an edge on because we're crossing 10 and 11, but I'm putting only one unit on it because I'm really hoping that later in the week I can get 13, 13 and a half or 14. And that's where I'm starting to really get excited about this pick, but assuming that it stays. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's true. The key numbers may not matter with, yeah, key, key, key numbers may not matter here with, um, with the kicking woes. Um, but again, I'm getting more excited about it with a little bit higher numbers. I'm giving myself the opportunity to add more units later on in the week here, but for now I'll lock in 12 and a half. I think 12 and a half is a solid look. Like I said, you're crossing 10 and 11 are two of the more likely scores for this game. Um, cousin Jared, what do you think? 
I was really hoping I, you you actually took the words right out of my mouth. I think when you said that the the model made this nine and a half, I was really hoping to get ECU under ten in, in this spot mm. um, no, because same idea, right? Yep. Yeah, because because we we talked about it in the, on the last show that uh, Old Dominion had one of the lowest win expectancies when, when they beat Virginia Tech, and so I was hoping that Old Dominion would be getting a little bit more respect in this situation. But unfortunately, it's the exact opposite. ECU is getting a lot of respect for basically all of us knowing they should have beat North Carolina State and yep. and, and didn't. So uh, I I was hoping that you know the line would kind of go the other way a little bit, but it's gone the way that I expected it to. So I don't see any value here. And and, and just a real quick, I, I completely agree. I said the, the two key numbers here at 10 and 11. Uh, I'm with you. If, if the model says 9.6, if it was nine and a half, I'd be on East Carolina as well. So yeah. again, we talk about price matters here. It, it may not in this game. Old Dominion might win outright. East Carolina may win by 30, but there are enough probabilities, uh, enough probability points on these key numbers here, 7, 10, 11, 13, 14, that we have to consider these. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I'd like nine and a half, but at 12 and a half, I think uh, I'm grabbing the points, but I'm hoping it goes the other direction uh, up to 14. But uh, I, I don't think either one of us is going to get our wish, but you know, yeah. we can always help, right? <laughs> Jake, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Neither, neither team impressed me offensively enough for me to be comfortable with where the number is. And like you said, I like both of you said, I wanted it either under 10 or at 14 Yep, yep. Like for it to play. So it's in that weird middle ground where I'm, I'm not going to play it. Uh, I mean, this is, this could be a big letdown. Like one of the things I'm worried about is ODU coming off beating who they set their season out like this is the team they want this is the game they wanted to win they did it what do they do next like you know sometimes when you try to try to try to win enough games to get to a bowl yeah like it's like sometimes when you set the goal goal and you meet it and it's like where do i go from here i I almost feel like the this week could be that for them and you might run away with it but I'm not playing anything right now. And maybe, and maybe, maybe a road game against a team that's much better than them, you know, but I, I think old dominions got their sights on getting ball eligibility. Um, that's a, that's a struggle for them at their level. So in, in general, to me, it's go out there and get another win to get that, to get ball eligibility. You know, uh, it, it, I think it'd be different if they were projected to be a three win team where you know that that's off the table, but um, I don't know. Uh, it, like you said, it could be a letdown spot. I was talking about this. It's hard to project that, but absolutely could be. Um, again, probably a pretty solid number here, uh, but hopefully it gets a little bit bigger and I can add some more to it. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Kansas and West Virginia got a Big 12 conference game here in week two. Uh, look, look, I'm just going to say facts right now. Kansas, right now, 1-0, West Virginia 0-1. So, Kansas. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> in, all, in all seriousness, uh, Kansas actually looking competent. Uh, Kansas, Kansas. I've been, I've been saying it for a you month. Have, you next have. week, but when they're playing Houston. We said it a lot on the preview show. That Kansas yeah. over on the season win total. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. And 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 I was I. Look, I, I look. I am the resident Big Twelve expert here. I have seen yes, this yes. story enough times. I've seen this story every three years. Kansas is going to be good this year. LOL, guys. They're not. So yeah. I, I'm a little bit more tap the brakes, y'all. But I mean competency here I, obviously you know not going to be a top 25 team but looking I, I i see more potential from kansas this year than i actual real potential not just hype yeah than, than i've seen in a long time uh model has them up to eight model has them up to 85th uh obviously still not good but i mean they're a team that's been traditionally that has, hundreds that has to be the highest they've been in, in a I, I don't know how long yeah wow. yeah absolutely absolutely so look at that yeah yeah um West Virginia, uh, again, a team we talked about, you know, a lot of question marks still 
I think we'll learn a lot about both these teams this week. West Virginia is a 13 and a half point favorite. Morgantown is notoriously a tough place to play a football game, especially at night. There's nothing to do in that town. Uh, couches will be burned if they lose. Uh, couches might be burned if they win. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's 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 on my bucket list. I've heard it's a fantastic place to watch a football game. So I, I'd love to get out there one day. Uh, that's going to make it tough for Kansas to pull the upset. Uh, that's not the question we're asking here today, though. We're asking yeah. can Kansas cover 13 and a half. I, I really would like 14. Yep. I'm hoping it gets to 14. At 14, I'm adding a unit to it. Um, 13 and a half. I'll take the points because – I'm just not sold on either team. And so give me a bunch of points. Um, but 14 is the number I'm really hoping for. So it's a lean for me on Kansas at 13 and a half. Uh, model says 12. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll get to 14. Maybe not. There's a lot of these games today where I feel like it's, here's where I'm at. If it can get to this number, I'm more excited. But at this number, it's not quite there yet. But we've got a lot of time till Saturday. Because, uh, Jared, what do you think? So I... I- when when I make a play, I like to look and, and kind of see my own opinion on things. And then I look for, you know, statistics and facts to actually back up my initial thinking. And that's kind of how I like to like to make plays. Um, it, normally, this this number wouldn't be large enough an edge for me to make a play just based off, off the statistics. Um, but this like this just feels like a good spot for Kansas for me. And I can't tell you why. It's just kind of like a feeling in my gut. You usually don't hear me say that very much on this show, but this just feels to me like a good spot for Kansas. Um, I think, honestly, I was impressed with what I saw from West Virginia in that pit game. They should have won that game. But I think there's also potential for a hangover, big rivalry game like that, a game yeah. you should have won. Kansas coming to town, you know it's probably difficult to get really excited about playing a Kansas team. I think West Virginia is going to win. Like I said, I think West Virginia is going to be better this year, but this just feels like a really good spot for for Kansas, in my opinion. So I'm not making a play at 13 and a half. If this gets to 14 or 14 and a half, which again, I don't think it will, but if it did, this was something I'd be looking long and hard at. Two two things real quick before we get to you, Jake. Uh, Number one, I'm just – is it possible that West Virginia – that – I'm impressed with West Virginia because they should have beat Pittsburgh is also, but maybe neither team is that good. Could, could, could be. If Tennessee, this is, think about the time. Okay. Let's think about the timing of this game, right? Six o'clock Eastern, uh, Tennessee Pittsburgh's at three thirty Eastern. So the Tennessee game won't be over. Tennessee's up 42 to 10 in the early third quarter. How are you feeling about West Virginia then? I I still okay so okay you're talking you're talking to the wrong person here because I was done with West Virginia after like week six last year so <laughs> I, I, I I'm not the right Fair. right person to to talk to about this I just I feel and I mean you watch a lot more Big Twelve football football than I do so you know better than me but I just felt like I saw things from West Virginia in that game that I hadn't seen in a while especially mm, offensively okay. so maybe maybe I'm I just haven't watched them enough but but I yeah. I was still pretty impressed with them. Last thing I'll just add here real quick uh, Kansas every year. Uh, goes on the road and scares somebody. If they're yeah. playing in Austin, it's usually it's usually Texas. Um, yeah. But uh, who knows if this is that game? But as you mentioned, cousin Jared, uh, it's not always easy to get up for Kansas. Uh, yeah. Usually, the teams have a ton of talent. Uh, in some of the last several years, it's been Baylor. It's a lot of times Oklahoma can just show up and just out talent them. But the the teams that have medium talent every once in a while get a little bit too ahead of themselves, look ahead spot. And sometimes a a bad Kansas team gives them a scare. And this is a less than usually bad 
team might give some people some scares this year. Uh, maybe maybe they'll be better and they won't sneak up on teams. But even as bad as they've been, they sometimes sneak up on a team. So that's obviously on the table. Anytime Kansas plays, you have to consider it. Uh, again, not sure it'll be this weekend, um, but it's it's always possible. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to be a little contrarian here. I'm on West Virginia. I, I think this game ends around 17. Um, so, like, once it gets up to, like, four, if it gets up to 14, 14 and a half, I'm not playing it. But at 13 and a half is probably about the highest I'll play it. Uh, but I, I think, I mean, JT Daniels is the best quarterback on that field uh, last week. And yeah. that West Virginia line looked better. They ran the ball well. And I think they're going to – be very angry about how the game ended. I think they're going to they're they might not come out right in the first quarter, but I think eventually they're not going to let that go. Um, and I think that's where some points get put up. Uh, I mean, if it, if number zero didn't volleyball that ball back, and also also if he didn't also have the leading receiving yards and both the touchdowns, he may have come back to his dorm room packed up. Um, <laughs> as a, as a but since he did the other two good things, he gets to live another week. He gets best. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think, man, this he's going to be on a mission to show that, golly, did you all, have you all watched the replay and how bad that was? Oh, I watched it today when I was no. writing notes, and I was like, oh, poor guy. It's in here, and he goes, and, it just, and it's just, you can see it. He drops his head, and it's bad. Yeah. Uh, but So I, I think he's going to come out ready to go. I don't think Kansas is going to be – Quite ready for this one. I mean, they look competent. I just, I, I wouldn't want to walk into Morgantown right now after them losing to their bitterest of rivals. Yeah, so, I, I think winning in Morgantown a really tall task. Thankfully, of course, yeah, we don't have yeah. to have kids this win or lose is that we're talking about. But yeah, absolutely, I, I'm with you uh, with the rest of winning that Kansas. Um, Pulling off some wins with their competency in conference is on the table, but in Morgantown, unless West Virginia is really bad, is just such a hard place to play. So but, I mean, even if West Virginia, Virginia – Great point about the Tennessee Pitt game. Uh, that that could be me really regretting what I've played if that's, if that's happening. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, or, or, or vice versa, right? If Pitt's ahead in the third quarter and now you're saying, oh, you know, check back. Now you're one delay with West Virginia. So that, that could affect your opinion. And, again, try to figure out like, talk about how to overreact, how much to react, overreact or not. It, yeah. It's very, very difficult. So it's it's early season. These are things that you all got to try to figure out how, how you're waiting all this stuff. But just – Things to think about uh, for that one. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern kickoff, UMass and Toledo. Toledo, kind of a middle-of-the-road team uh, overall. Pretty good for a MAC team, 67th. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I haven't looked by conference, but I feel like a clear favorite in the MAC, one of the by far better teams. Yep. Uh, UMass, uh, right dead last. So Dead last. Dead last. For now. I, for now. <laughs> for now. Um <laughs> Hawaii and Florida International. Uh, hot on their tails. Hot on their tails. <laughs> is, that, is that the phrase we want to lose? Yeah. Uh, hot on you their know, heels? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. That's what we're going with. Um, Toledo's a 28.5 point favorite. Model says it should be 29.4. I'll leave the 28.5 with Toledo. I'd like 28. I'd really like 27. If you could get me a 27 on this, and I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think people are crazy enough to back UMass at this number. But if you get me a 27, I'm interested in it. Uh, the model seems to like backing a, a team at the bottom like this at UMass usually. And um, if the edge is big enough, I'll do it. I, I did it with UConn in week one and, and should have had more on it. But uh, that was a huge edge. That was what the model was saying. Like that point, that number was crazy. And so I was okay backing UConn. But this one, it says it's pretty spot on. So I'm going to go um, 
not back the really crappy team. I love backing crappy teams when you give me a bunch of points, but I don't think this is enough points. I just don't like 28 and a half. I mean, 28 is a very possible landing spot for this. So yeah, the hook makes it a lot less intriguing. So it's not a pick I really like at 28 and a half, but I mean, UMass is really bad, but again, model says 29.4. So I, I think it's priced really, I think it's priced perfectly well. It, it, it's where you don't love laying the 28 and a half, but 28 and a half, getting 20 and a half with UMass is not exciting enough to get me to the table. Uh, my buy point on UMass, it's not going to happen would probably be 34, maybe 34 and a half. And I don't think we're going to see any number like that. So it's Toledo or pass. And if, if you don't like laying the hook, I don't blame you. It's just a lean for me at this number. If it gets a 28, uh, especially 27 and a half, especially 27, uh, I'm adding more to it. I think Toledo's going to have their way at home with a very, very bad UMass team. Uh, Cousin Jerry, what do you think? Official play for me, I'm on the over 49 and a half here. This is a perfect example of you got to look at the process and not the outcome because last week I had the over 58, I believe, in uh, UMass and Tulane, and you were looking great. We had uh, five minutes left in the third quarter, and we just needed one touchdown to get us at least a push at that number, and then anything else was gravy. We were going to win our play. And uh, the last 20 minutes of the game, no points. No points at all the last 20 minutes of the game. And so that was really a heartbreaking loss there. Uh, so I'm going back to the well. I don't think that's going to happen twice in a row. I mean, it's only 49 and a half. Guys, um, let's go with Toledo. Could score 49 points themselves. And yes, you get a goal from, from, from UMass, and this is going to go over. So, again, you, sometimes you got to look at the process and not the outcome. And I felt good about the over with UMass last week, and I'm going to stick with it this week. Uh, Cousin Jared, it's not going to happen, but if it gets to 48, is that a two-unit over for you? Um. Uh, no. At the, end of the day, and a half? Uh, at the end of the day, this is UMass. So okay, I don't know point, if there's anything point. that can make this a two-unit play. But it's also UMass's defense. I mean, I'm just saying. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> when, when, when you said it, my first thought was 45. But uh, okay. it's not, it's it's not, not going to happen. 45. Yeah, it's never no. happen. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm on the over with Cousin Jared here. This is like this. I, when it dropped from 51 to 49, I got real excited. Um, so one like one unit play for me. If, if I get down to forty nine, or I'll probably add another unit because UMass is bad. Yep, real bad. Yep, yeah, but maybe not as bad as we think. Like I'm not saying they're not the bottom tier or bottom whatever, but I think the bottom level is higher than the bottom level. Of last that, year. that that is absolutely on the table. Um, we talked about that briefly at some point. That last year, the top couple teams. We're top whatever two, two or three. I don't know if it's just you know whatever. We're way out there, and the bottom two or three teams were way down there. UConn, UMass, New Mexico State, and this year, like we talked about it with like New Mexico State looking not super super, just looking bad. Not yeah. you know you know, and UConn having we're talking about that like maybe the bottom is actually not maybe there's yeah. not that big gap from you know whatever one twenty eight to one twenty nine that, that that it's just it's just normal one twenty eight one twenty nine. Uh, right. But I mean, there were some big gaps. And so, uh, Jake, it's an interesting observation. And you may be right. Well, time will tell. But that bottom may be obviously really bad, but maybe not quite that like, oh, you got to like divide an extra field goal between how bad these teams are at the bottom. Yeah. So that, that's why I think that's kind of where I think like I still think UMass is probably bottom five, bottom three, whatever. I just yeah. don't think that bottom is as low as it was last year. And Toledo likes to score. The, the coach left their starters in to almost the end of the game last time, and they were winning handedly. Uh, so if, I, I really think this there's going to be a lot of points from Toledo here, and yeah. UMass trips and falls into the end zone. Once, maybe a field goal, 
if they get the ten points, if they get the ten points they got last game, I might as well cash that ticket already. Like because uh, there's no way Toledo doesn't give me forty. I don't think. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call forty-five seven. I'm going on record forty-five seven. <laughs> I would love it. Yes, Let's I'm all for it. All right, Northern Illinois and Tulsa, 7 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Model says this should be Northern Illinois minus four. It's Northern Illinois minus. Uh, it, should be, it should be. It should be Tulsa minus four. It is. Uh, line is actually Tulsa minus six. I'm going to grab the six points with Northern Illinois. A C grade pick. I think Northern Illinois is the side to be on. I wasn't impressed with Wyoming, and I wasn't impressed with Tulsa. Uh, I just wish it was seven. So again, I'm leaving myself the room to, if it gets up to six and a half, maybe seven, definitely seven and a half. Definitely. I think that's a much more exciting play. So I'll grab the six with Northern Illinois now, but I'm really hoping for more points. Six doesn't really get me that excited in this one. Northern Illinois isn't good, but again, uh, that Wyoming Tulsa game last week was terrible. I watched it. I regretted it, but uh, Tulsa didn't like Tulsa should have easily lost that game. Um, or Tulsa should have won that game, but couldn't get out of their own way. Uh, Wyoming it didn't look good either. There was a, a, a missed field goal that could have won it that like hit off the upright. I mean, it was just a comedy of errors. I don't think either one of those teams is very good. I don't think Northern Illinois is that good either. And so my theory on no one's very good is take the points. Uh, again, I just wish I was getting seven. So I'll grab the six. Uh, but I- I'm not convinced Tulsa should be a touchdown, even if it's minus the extra point favorite over very many teams in college football. Very, obviously the very, very bottom. But I don't think Northern Illinois is in the very, very bottom. I think they're just in the kind of bottom. So give me six points with Northern Illinois. But again, I'm hoping for a bigger number later in the week. Cousin Jared, what do you got? This is a line that I'm watching. If it gets to seven, I'm definitely taking Northern Illinois. We know that Northern Illinois was like the darling last year. They won mm-hmm. like a, a 11 billion. All, one, all one the one games. games. Yeah. 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 And, and so you would definitely think that that's not, uh, that's not going to happen again. Uh, you would, you would think, um, but it's just the, the way that they play. They can they lose a one score game here. And as long as it's not by seven, you win. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and I mean, they played Eastern Illinois last week, which Eastern Illinois is an okay FCS team, but guess what? They won a one score game. They, they, they won by, <laughs> by seven points against Eastern Illinois. So it's just kind of what they, what they do. If this gets yeah. a seven, I'm gonna take it. I may eventually take it at six anyway. Um, it's just one of those things that like, if you go look at their advanced, um, you know, statistics and everything, it's just, it's not impressive. They just find a way. And so it's one of those where like, they just hang around. Says, yeah. Like my gut says to back it, like why would this year be any different? But if you go look at numbers, it's like, man, their defense is yeah. really like questionable and, and, you know, sketchy. They're a really one dimensional offense, but anyway, so if this gets to seven, I'm probably going to make a play on Northern Illinois. Yeah. I think, I think six is a okay play sevens. Uh, I'm getting excited about a play. Yeah. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah. I'm the same, but I'm waiting for this to get to seven. Um, I, I, just I can't back the anti-Nebraska team yet uh, with all their one-score wins. Um, <laughs> it took me a second there. I was like, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah so uh, I just um, I want this at seven. Tulsa really hurt me last week, and that that just that game made no sense as bad as Wyoming looked. So that really made me re- readjust what I valued Tulsa at. So I'm leaning Northern Illinois. If this gets out to seven, I'll definitely be playing it. Just one of those ones I'm waiting on. I'm hoping that line moves up for me. All righty, the game you've all been waiting to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Hawaii at Michigan. Uh, yeah, 
Just so many thoughts Jared, running through our heads that because of Jared, just just say say something, because of Jared. I don't even I don't know. Um, so uh, again, another game. I hope everybody has fun and oh, everybody is, is is healthy. I don't know if great. anybody's gonna have fun in this one. Yeah, I mean, they, the, that's the problem. Game, if you're walk-ons for Michigan, walk-ons for Michigan. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. like if if Mom you're any of the bad. starters and you do something good, like it's what you're supposed to do. I mean, you might get excited if you score, but otherwise, like yeah. You, yeah. you got an eight-yard run while you were supposed to. You can't even be excited about it, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, so I'm, I'm not laying 51 with Michigan. I'm not <laughs> taking 51 with Hawaii. You said um, last week you might lay 50. I, I, I think I said 45 or 48, and I definitely okay. would have done 45 for sure. For sure, um, 45, yeah. Uh, I think I'd lay 48. The, yeah, the, 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 total, the total here. So here's, here's the thing on the total. I think this game is going to end up being 62 to 7. And so if I could, if I could get like 69, I would take under 69. I feel good about my push protection at 69, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it's very nice, but I am not going to go below 67 because JJ McCarthy is starting this game and JJ McCarthy might score 60 something points himself. If I knew that Cade McNamara was starting this game, I'd definitely play under 67 and a half because like, but do we know how many series each is going to play? I also have nightmares about what Vanderbilt did and 63 yeah. to 10 or whatever it was. And so like, yeah. even if they, they, you know, I don't know if this gets to 69, I'm playing the under out of principle just because I think it's going to be 62 to seven. All right. So, so somewhere, somewhere in the second quarter, we're going to hear the mortal combat guy come out and say, for yeah. shoot kind of thing. Like, yeah. It's going to be bad. Yeah. Uh, like, especially with McCarthy, as athletic as he is, we saw what Vandy's quarterback did. What was what yeah. this guy going to do? Yeah. Uh, Oh man, I'm just so sorry for any Michigan fan because you can't watch this and be happy. No, because no matter what you do, it's not good enough. Only <laughs> bad, only bad things can happen. Like yeah. the the best case scenario is everybody stays healthy, everybody looks good, and you blow them out, and that was exactly what you were supposed to do. Yep. yep. So there's no there's no upside. Like the the best case scenario is neutral. The best case scenario is you wake up Sunday and the world hasn't really changed from Saturday morning to Sunday morning. Yeah. I mean, the, be- yeah. the best case scenario for, for Michigan in this game is Ohio State loses, yeah. right? <laughs> that's obviously not going to happen either, but I'm like, that's like, <laughs> there's nothing good that can happen yeah. here. Yeah. Like, I mean, Hawaii might just want to quit this year and take a year to get, get their stuff together, you know? Yeah. Hey, which you could do, it, which you could we'll do in the home. pandemic and COVID times, you could do get away with that. And, and some teams in the college basketball did. They were just like, you yeah. know what? We're done. Yeah. And like, hey, we don't have it this year. You can't – I don't think you can get away with that now. Like, there'd be oh, some people yeah. who'd be pretty pissed off at you if you tried that now. You don't really have the same excuse as you had before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at least most of their games aren't on TV, so you're not embarrassing yourself in front of the nation. It's just the general yeah. gamblers and the people of Hawaii. Yeah. Um, so. I'll, I'll – Have fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll – I'm making a pick on every game. Um, that's my, my shtick. Uh, and I do that uh, – and I do that, people ask. That doesn't mean I, I always say don't – recommend betting every single yeah, game. Yeah. Because otherwise in the comments, people ask, well, what do you think about this game? So I'm like, I just rather tell you. Uh, it's easier yeah. for me to say it while we're here than typing back to 14 different questions. Yeah. Uh, I love Michigan. I think it's more likely that Michigan wins by a whole, 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 whole lot than just a whole, whole lot. Um, but God, this number is so big. I mean, yeah, there will be there will be people out there who will, out of principle and, and the math, just say, take 51 points. I'm not think I don't think that's the craziest thing. I just I'm not going to do it. Um, right. 
there are people who are going to lay 51 with Michigan and be excited about it. I'm not excited about it, but that's the way I lean. That's why it's a C grade pick. Um, uh, 48, I'd be excited about laying 48 with Michigan. Maybe 49, probably 49, because I don't think there's going to be a lot of field goals. Because you're like, like you said, I don't yeah. see why field goals happen in this game. Um, yep. If there, if there are, it's going to be one, I think, and not two. I could see mm. at some point Hawaii accidentally stopping Michigan. Michigan having a penalty, uh, mm. you know, an offensive mm-hmm. holding, and then like a dropped pass, and then at yep. that point it's. 20 and they get eight yards and eight yards and it's like fourth and four from the 20 and they're like let's get yeah. our kicker some more keep yeah i just see it happen twice so i mean I, I think that's why i said 48 like i think that that's more likely than hitting um or sorry that's why that's why 51 here i'm okay laying because that's there's the math no 52 uh yeah 51 i'm okay laying because 52 is possible because then they went by 49 and then yeah and then the three um okay. But I mean, otherwise, I'm like you. I think it's mostly touchdowns, so it's probably more likely that it's 49 or 56. Right. Um, gosh, this game. Um, yeah. I, I think. Chang, what, what are you? What are you trying to accomplish here? Oh, that that's that's the thing. Is that we see, like you, it's not even really a good practice for you. I, I agree. We saw it last year with Alabama. I, I believe Alabama played New Mexico State last year, and it was the same thing. Like. What do you do? Like, I, I, I don't know what your game plan is for these situations. Like you said, you're really just trying not to get hurt. Um, and we saw Alabama obviously just kick the crap out of New Mexico State now when that's what's going to happen here, clearly. Um, I will say, if you are looking at betting this game, um, m- my biggest recommendation is really to take a stance on how you feel about that Vanderbilt-Hawaii game. Uh, I mentioned this in our Discord that I, I think it's a – if you think that that game was a little bit of an aberration and Vanderbilt – kind of just got lucky and big plays and that sort of thing. And that Vanderbilt went in and won handily, but that the score was a little bit misleading. Then maybe you feel better about taking the 51 because you think Hawaii could be competent enough to kill enough clock that when Michigan quits, they quit when they're at 49 zip. Right. If you, enough if clock. you, it, kill, enough to kill enough clock was the quote. I, that's, that's the best I could say. I mean, right. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. If, if you take a stance that you think that that was a real, shellacking and the score was justified and i'm not saying it is or it isn't it very well maybe then i think you kind of have to lay the 51 because obviously michigan's a whole lot better than vanderbilt and at some point it feels like the alabama utah state game of last week where i took all the points of utah state and, and i was like hey you know i know alabama's really good but a team that's like got any talent whatsoever can accidentally kind of hang in there and then alabama quits and they don't win by that many and we right. saw alabama was up like 50 to nothing in the early third quarter and I think that's what's going to happen here. I think Michigan will be up 49 nothing in the early third quarter, and then it's like you're basically there. So, yep. like I said, I lean towards laying it with Michigan. Again, like I said, I think 49 and 56 are the most likely outcomes, but I think there's an off chance that it's 52 because maybe one Michigan field goal. Um, but again, it's <laughs> you can't be confident laying this many points unless you were laying this many points when Alabama was playing, you know, Sisters of the Poor or something like that. Otherwise, it's yeah. not – um, no one you feel confident with. Anybody have any anything else you want to say about this game? Uh, I feel like here's your chance to, to pile on. Nope. Please right. survive. Like, please don't make it like the varsity blues game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh New Mexico State and Utah. I'm talking about teams at the bottom here. Uh New Mexico State 128. They've escaped the bottom, at least for now. Um 0-2 on the season. Uh, playing a UTEP team that's 0-2 on the season, a rematch of a Week 0 game last year that UTEP won pretty handily 
uh, Kissinger, we talked about this before the show kicked off here. I remember watching that game. The score was a little bit misleading. UTEP was, I think, better last year, was the better team, won the game, mm-hmm. should have covered, but probably shouldn't have won by as much. So I caution people looking back at last right. year's game. Also, again, thankfully it happened in week zero, so we can just keep bringing it up. Nebraska, Northwestern, right? So one game yeah. last year is yeah. it shouldn't be the only thing you handicap, right? Two games shouldn't be right. the only thing you handicap, right? So UTEP is ranked 118th according to the model right now. That little bit of a boost they got last year, fading fast. The model does not think that they are that good. Um, at home, I think 16 is too many. Model says it should be UTEP minus 13.4. I tend to agree 13 or 14 makes a lot of sense here. Maybe 14 and a half. I'm going to grab the 16 with New Mexico State. I just don't love 16 as much as I would like 17. So I'm only putting the one unit on it. If it gets to 17, I'm talking myself into it more. 17 and a half, 18, I'm getting more excited about it. Yeah. I think 16 is too many points. I think that 13 and 14 are the most likely outcomes. I think that UTEP isn't that good. I think that New Mexico State might have a little bit of competence. They just missed that cover against Minnesota mm-hmm. by half a point. I think they kicked yeah. a field goal. They would have had it. So I, I I think the numbers are fairly solid in Mexico State. I think they got a little bit of competence. I think obviously it's going to go better for them against UTEP than it did against Minnesota. Um, I think they can kind of hang in there, um, but it's still New Mexico State we're talking about. So, again, at 16, only a one-unit play. I'm hoping for 17, 17 and a half to add a second one. Because, uh, Jared, what do you think? Yeah, so I'm looking this up right now. Uh, these school, two schools, big rivalry right here. Should have had Jack on. Could have told us all yeah. about. Uh, They're like 40 uh, miles apart. They are, holy crap, 40.5 yeah. miles yeah. from one campus to the other, right I, up I-10. Nothing in between. I yeah. I shared an office with Jack for a couple of years. I mean, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> there, there you go. Um, so yeah, this is going to be a, a big game for both teams. Uh, the thing is that, in my opinion, this spread is gross. This total is gross. There is literally nothing about this that I like. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a total number that is uglier than forty six and a half. Like, what even is that? That yeah. is a terrible number. Um, yeah, this I don't like. I, I I love random football games. I will not be watching this one. There are some good games in the late time slot too. Like it, yeah, usually, yeah. usually there aren't. And so usually I'd be like, I'm going to end up watching this game as ugly as it is because there's not also yeah. a lot. Of, there's a lot of other things here at that time slot. Like it might be hard to grab some screen time for this game. Yep. You're right. Yeah. yeah Jake, Jake, what do you think? Um, uh, uh, it's football. <laughs> it is. <laughs> not watching, not betting, yeah. not encouraging yeah. anybody to watch or bet. So it's football. All right. All right, there you go. Uh, wrapping us up, 10.30 Eastern, Oregon State at Fresno State. Late night here uh, should be a doozy. It's a pick em right now. Oregon State, according to the model, a little bit better of a team. They're ranked 49th. Fresno State ranked 57th. Both these teams winning their openers. I'm going to grab Fresno State. Uh, model says it should be basically a pick on the, the road team's a little bit better. Let's counteract with the home field. Uh, I think it's a good line. I think it's a good game. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's this sometimes, and I try to talk about this. I try to say, like, this is a lean, and I, and I think there's a little bit of value, but I'm hoping for more. Uh, sometimes it's just I'm making a pick, so I'm making a pick. This one, I have, I, I, I'm taking the home team, but I mean, I think this would be a great game, and I'm not sure there's a lot of value on either side. We have a lot of questions on both teams. Uh, Oregon State, how much of that week one victory over Boise State was Oregon State, and how much was Boise State? And I don't think we really know. We'll find out a little bit more this week. With we'll find out more. Talk about games, how how they affect it. You know, Boise State playing on Friday night. 
playing New Mexico, we'll find out a lot. If, if Boise State wins that game by seven, I'm getting a little more yeah. excited about Fresno State. If Boise State goes out there and wins that game by 30, hmm, yeah. Oregon State might actually be kind of legit. Uh, a lot of questions here on both teams. I don't really know what to expect from either one of them. I think both of them I, – I think we can look back on this game – and there's an off chance that both or either one of these teams becomes a fringe top 30 team. I think we can look back on this game at the end of the year and either or both these teams as a fringe 70th, 80th ranked team. I mean, there's a lot of out- outcomes here for both of these teams. And so I, I think it'll be interesting to look back on in hindsight. But right now, with the information we have today, I think both teams are decent. I think both teams have potential. Well, they realize that I'm not really sure. So again, pick them. I think it's a pretty good number. Uh, Cousin Jared, what's your take? So I, I, I am, I may play the under on this game. Uh, if this gets to 62, that's where I'd really like to get it. I like the under 62 if I could get it. Um, I may play it at 61 and a half, even if it, it hangs around there. So my thing is with Fresno State, obviously like Jake Hayner, very, very good. But I am concerned that losing uh, DeBoer, the head coach now at Washington, you saw what kind of difference he made with Washington just in that one game, uh, their offense yeah. compared to what it was last year. I know there were transfers and everything else, so more, more variables than just the coach there. But um, I, I think that losing him, Hanger could still be a really good quarterback, but I think the offense is just going to take a hit without him there. And so I think you may not have a lot of time to capitalize on that. So I really want this number to get to 62. If it does, I will make a play there. I may play it even at 61 and a half, but 62 is a, a fairly key number. So I'm going to wait and see if I can get that. Jake. Yeah. Oregon State looked very shaky against a mediocre-ish looking Boise team. And that's, really that's optimistic. Yeah. And, <laughs> and really benefited from Boise looked five, awful. Yeah. The five turnovers that Boise had. And, and, but like you said, Oregon State didn't still didn't look great against yeah. them, despite all of that. Yeah. So I just, I mean, I think that said a lot more about Boise than it did at Oregon State. And Fresno looked good. Hayner looked good through for what three seventy seven against Cal Poly. I mean, Cal Poly's a, yeah. a very good high school team at that point. But uh, <laughs> like, it's just, I, I think Fresno gets this done. Because I don't think Oregon State is really very good at all. I think mm-hmm. the tur- they're not going to get the turnovers they got from uh, Boise to keep them in it. Their off their offense isn't going to do well. Um, their defense let what Green run for 102 on 11 carries, something crazy like that. So I, I just don't see them getting in the way of Fresno enough here to keep Fresno from winning the game. I don't like. I'm not saying there's going to be a bunch of points scored. It just I don't think I think Fresno wins this game. All right, um, back to the. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be kill the clock offense. It's going to be. Uh, uh, I don't. I, I have no idea how long this segment's going to take. Uh, this is the time <laughs> where we're going to go back and recap other games that we didn't talk about on this episode, or people want to add more units, uh, add units that they didn't add already. Jake going back, having the opportunity to talk about some games. Um, Again, who knows how long it's going to take. Uh, we'll kind of half rapid fire it. Because um, in general, you lead us off. Uh, what do you want to add, discuss, et cetera? If you take the over in Iowa, I'm, I'm, you're canceled. Okay, so let's 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 uh, let's go here. So uh, first of all, I'm doubling down on UTSA money line. So I added it. Uh, I took UTSA on the money line at minus one twenty eight uh, on the last show. 
I am doubling down on that. I'm taking them on the money line at minus 132 now. Uh, so a two-unit play on UTSA. The more I thought about it, the more I just think that the athleticism of the UTSA offense is going to be too much for Army to, to overcome. I'm also going to have my first double-double of the season here. Ooh. I was already on the under 52 at Kentucky at Florida. Uh, the line actually got back to Kentucky plus six, so I will also be on Kentucky there. So I will have the under 52 in that game, and I will also be taking six points with Kentucky. Man, and less than an hour before we were coming on to record, you could still get Mississippi State at minus 10. Man, I really wanted that. Um, it's up to 11 now. I don't know if it's going to come back. It got to 11 once uh, earlier this week and came back down to 10, so maybe there's hope. Um, if it gets back down to Mississippi State minus 10, I will be adding another unit to that play. Um, two games very similar here. And, uh, Texas A&M, App State, we talked about that on the last show, uh, and also Ohio and Penn State, we, we both talked about earlier in this show. Uh, they're Totals both currently at 54. If either of those get to 55, I will be playing the under on those two games. One that I've been talking about a lot, uh, Houston and Tech. I don't know what the heck's going on with that total. I told everybody that my buy point on the over was 65 there. It's come all the way down to 63 and a half. I don't know why it made that big jump. It was at 66 and a half earlier in the week. So at this point, I'm holding out for 62. I would love to play the over 62. If it goes back to 64, I may play the over at 64, if I don't think it's going to go back to 62. So uh, be watching on Twitter and, and Betstamp for, for those plays. Actually, watch on Twitter for those plays. We'll uh, tweet it out if, if we make that play. I just mentioned Oregon State and Fresno State. If that gets to 62, I'm on the under there. I may play the under 61 and a half anyway. Again, stay tuned on Twitter. And Iowa State and Iowa. Um, like, okay, okay, yeah, this is going to be a long this is going to take a long time. You cannot tell me there's not going to be like four safeties and two special teams touchdowns in this game. Like you, you cannot tell me that. Now, tell me, tell me what the score. Tell me what the score of Iowa, Iowa State was last year. Oh, I have no idea. Probably like sixteen to ten. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll look him up. I feel like every Iowa Iowa State play, it's like I think there was that one year it was like sixteen to fifteen or something where it's like, how is that even possible? Yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea. I don't have a good reason. That total is just so low. And, and be that low. no 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 matter how you slice and dice the data, it, it's just it's it's too low. Uh so I'm not playing it right now. God knows. Maybe this thing goes down to thirty nine. I, I have no idea. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Um but well, last know- year l- last year was twenty seven seventeen. The year before was eighteen seventeen. The year before was thirteen to three. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, when you say it like that. (laughs) I'm telling you, look, look, if you're still with us, viewer, first half under 20 and a half are still out there. That's the play. First half under 20 and a half. It's going to start slow. There might be points later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a really low total. It's hard to go into those totals. I get that. Heck, overtime's possible, and that gets it doesn't get as wonky as it used to, right? I mean, there were there were yeah. games, there were games that you could you would nail the under, and then it would go to overtime, and you know, fourth overtime yeah. or something. Yeah, and now it gets there. It's a little quicker before that happens. Uh, before we go right to the two point conversion, so there's a little bit of a limit. But uh, first yeah. half under twenty and a half, I expect the first half under to be nineteen and a half, and that's a little bit yeah. tougher. But twenty and a half is too high. That's to me, that's the plug yeah. first half under. So anyway, clearly I haven't talked myself into it, but I also haven't talked myself out of taking the over in that game. Which is so, still so, sad, but yeah. yeah. So again, stay tuned on Twitter. That's everything that I've got. I, I'm, I'm done. All right, Jake, what are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about here? Well, all right, sorry. This is going to go – we're going with Mississippi State. You're grabbing them at 11. I, this could be a giant letdown spot with going to LSU, but I'm, I'm thinking that Rodgers is going to throw for a billion yards here because he hit what? 477 or something crazy in Memphis. 
Uh, so you're you're laying the eleven. Yeah. Uh, Cousin Jared's hoping for ten. Yeah, if if it gets, if it drops down to like nine and a half, maybe even ten, I'll add a second unit. Watch Twitter, but right now we're just. I, I think Mississippi State has got a good offense, a good enough offense to, to handle this Arizona team. And I laid the eight and a half in the first episode. Told you I was an A grade play. Told you not to get greedy. Lay the number then. So hopefully all of y'all already have your bets on this, and y'all don't even care about what these fools do because you've already got your eight and a halfs in your pocket. I, I've already got the one eight and a half in the pocket. You should have had two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I doubled up on it, but yeah, and I and I just real quick before you carry on, Jake. I always tell people just as a reminder: the the model tends to know where the line's going to go about two out of three times. It's not always right, but uh, directionally, it does tend to work most of the time, and this is definitely a case where that is. I don't think it'll get to where the model says, but uh, I, 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 I think eight and a half was ridiculous. I, and I'm with you, Jake. I still think 11 is way too low. There's still, according to the model, still a great edge laying 11. I still think it's a smart play. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm grabbing the over in the Georgia State, North Carolina, because I'm not sure who stops anyone ever. Fair, fair. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Or Georgia State, or yeah, Georgia State ran for 200 yards on South Carolina, who's supposed to be a decent run defensive team. Uh, UNC still scoring, from what yep. I understand. Yep. They yep. also gave up rushing TDs of 52, 21, and 38. So I, their I their goal was the sooner they could give up a touchdown, the sooner they could then score a touchdown. Yes, yes, that works if you get the ball first. Otherwise, and, you're your tail. Yeah, and you got to like get an onside kick, or you've got to like do the weird thing. Take onside score. kick back instead of running the game out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other thing that we didn't even talk about. Yeah, like, what yeah. in the world? Why? Why? Yeah. Like, at some point, like, come on, Matt, you got to tell your guys that. That's coach. He sees he sees end zone. Uh, I mean, okay, I I would have scored there. If it was I, I would have taken that to the house. Not, not that I would have. I would have been tackled. Sorry. I mean, if I had those abilities, because I would have been like, look, I'm going to score. But, I mean, come yeah. on now. Anyway, all right, carry on. I would have taken that to the house. If I had that kind of speed, I was yeah. I was housing that too. Um, grabbing UTSA minus, is it two and a half now? Or it's two, three? Yeah, two and a half, yeah. yeah. Two and a half. Too many things have to go right for Army to win. UTSA is, is a decent team. They'll They'll – They'll cover this. Jumping all over Miami. Um, man, uh, Van Dyke is going to throw for a lot of yards here. They look good. He looks great. Miami can run the ball. Defense looks good. This, and I don't even the season previews. Remember, I, I said if, for Miami to be good, he has to be great. And he's a, I, I think I gave him that was a dark horse Heisman candidate with a big plus odds there. Because if, if he goes in, does well this week and does well next week and they win. I mean, it's going to be hard to keep him out of that conversation. But, Cousin Jared's excited about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's doesn't kick off till eight p.m. though, and I'm yeah. going to be there, guys. And uh, that's going to be a long. That's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long yeah. night. They didn't consult me when they set the kickoff times. Like that. that I need, I need to get my daughter to bed. People, you know, <laughs> an eight p.m. kickoff <laughs> when I have to be there in person is not the best for me. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I get it. Look, I'm high on Arkansas. I, I love Arkansas here. I don't think South Carolina is as good enough right now. They Spencer Hedler looked kind of shaky. It didn't look great. Um, Arkansas's defense looked good. KJ Jefferson, not the greatest. He's still got to work on some, some some throwing technique, but he runs the ball so well. They've yeah. got some good uh, running backs, and that offensive line just looked dominant against Cincinnati. And I know, I know the game got close, and Cincinnati – Probably should have won. Cincinnati should have won, definitely. Yeah, they, they shot themselves in the foot a lot, but 
like five times. Yeah. Luke Fickle's a great coach. Cincinnati's getting ready. Like they're in the early stages of being a really, really good program. South mm-hmm. Carolina is not there. Like that's just not yeah. Cincinnati it, has made the leap to being a good program, like from a non-power five. So give, give Arkansas a little credit there for what, how they handled that. And, and, and I'm on South Carolina on that one, but I do think it's an interesting point that you bring up that again, a lot of our goal on this show is just to give you give you viewers something to think on. And Jake, it's a good point because part of me says, I think I said this on the show when we, when Jared and I talked about this was Cincinnati should have won that game. Arkansas is being overrated because they won, but they should have lost at home to a group of five team. And that can be true while it can also be true that Luke Fickle had his team prepared and that Cincinnati should have won that game says more about Cincinnati, not taking the giant step back. We thought they might and, or the step back being that they shot themselves in the foot, but that he's still a great coach still building up a good, you know, good depth on defense, that sort of thing. And so it might say more about Cincinnati than Arkansas and that, that, it's 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 a good it's a question to ponder for sure yeah and another reason i'm high on arkansas cincinnati really didn't take off offensively to the second half and that's when they lost slush and arkansas lost slusher and carlton uh it seems like slusher's going to play carlton who was first team all sec and all american as a freshman out of safety that that's a big difference i haven't heard if he's playing or not like they haven't really announced yet but slusher seems ready to go so if both those guys play um and if it feels like they're like at 100, percent I'll probably be adding a second unit to this one because that defense gets real nasty when those two are involved. Uh, jumping on Wake Forest here, like getting Hartman back. That's okay. Somebody here is on Vanderbilt, so yeah. that, that's fine. Sorry, we got yeah. both sides here. Yeah. <sighs> can I, I get mean, the, that's unfortunate. That's that's. Can I get the middle? That's here? that's gambling, yeah. Can, can I get the middle? Can I have Wake Forest winning by more than seven, but less than whatever the number is now? 13? Is it thir- is it thirteen? Yeah, we'll have a three way play here. Okay, <laughs> yeah, well, the professor will have Vanderbilt plus seven. I'll have Wake Forest minus eight and minus thirteen, and Jake has yes. has Wake Forest minus thirteen. Anyway, sorry. Does that mean you win twice if I win? No, 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 no. That means you lose it. No, anyway. Yeah, because there's a, there's a middle that both of us could lose is what he said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. and then I win. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I don't need to have any skin in the game. I'm a winner if y'all both lose anyway. It doesn't matter if there's anything on the game or not. So there we go. <laughs> If this is if this is one of those like if this is one of those like the winner the problem is is there's no games out there for what the winner gets it's always the loser like the loser has to do the waffle house challenge or or whatever right but there's there's no yeah there's no winner gets anything right but if we ever make a bet there's a waffle house nearby me so y'all keep that in mind if I ever lose I still I still one nearby me too I still never been to Waffle House and I feel like if there's anybody still watching that'll make similar comment about that still never been to Waffle House I'm angry about that. Yeah, you need to change that. Um, grabbing Memphis, Navy real bad. Memphis, not great, but not bad enough to not win this by a touchdown. Which somehow I think you're getting better odds than we are. I think it's only like minus 110 now. We got minus 6.5, minus 115. I think you got mm-hmm. minus 110. Yeah. So it yeah. makes no sense. I don't know why. There's, there's pluses and the minuses for picking at the be- end of the week. Cause yeah, yeah. You all get better numbers than me sometimes, and other times I get better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, was, I always say half a, half a line moves are wrong. Uh, aside from injury stuff, Hartman being a whole different again, yeah, completely right, right. remove that from the equation. Other than that, half of all line moves are wrong. Yeah. So, uh, grabbing Wisconsin, I, I don't see Washington State doing anything this game. Wisconsin looked dominant. Mertz looked decent. 
good, maybe borderline good. I mean, he threw 16 times, so it's not really a great judge. But I, I think Washington wants us about 20 or more. So I'm grabbing that. Uh, Wisconsin. Now, uh, that one, uh, I'll just add real quick again. Model says 22 on that one. Because, uh, Jared, I talked to you at the right spot. It was yep. 17 and a half at the start of the week. Dropped to 17. That's where we got it. Now it's back to 17 and a half. So, I mean, 17 was the sweet spot there for sure. But yeah. I think if you're focused, I'm like you, Jake. I still think 17 and a half is a solid play. I'd rather have 17 for that push protection. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you're focused on that key number, a, a lot like there are key numbers where I would say once it misses this number, I think you pass. I don't think that's the case with this Wisconsin play. I don't think that yeah. that missing that number is a pass. Now, again, the model thinks it should be more than 21. Um, maybe if you miss 20, you know, yeah. that's a different yeah. story, but, but we're nowhere near that right now. So some numbers, again, I think are across are really important. And it's like, you didn't get, you know, uh, Boston college, for instance, was three and a half on yesterday's and all of a sudden it was two and a half today. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, don't I think if you miss that, that, yeah, I think, I think if you miss the three and a half, I think you pass on that. Right. But yeah. Wisconsin, I, I think it's at 17 and a half. I don't think I think if you still got it, it's fine. I, I think still play. Obviously, shop around, try to grab a 17, but 17 well, and a half still fine. Well, what's your opinion on buying the hook there? Is, is it, never, is it worth never. it to get the never, never? I didn't know if it'd ever be worth it to get the push protection. Kind of thing. There used to be a time when you could buy certain key numbers for cheaper than the prob- the corresponding probabilities, but now the books charge you, they know the math. And as cousin Jared always says, the math is the math and mm-hmm. they know that. And so they charge you more than the probability you're getting. So the, the problem is if I could pay 10 cents to buy on or off of three, I would do that in a heartbeat, but the books aren't going to let you do that. They're going to charge yeah. you, you know, 20 cents or 25 cents or something. And so they, they've purpose, they have, if you, if you were here, this never buy the hook shop around. Um, but they are literally, literally exactly. This isn't fact. They are factually charging you more in odds probabilities than you are getting in value. They figured out the math and they are charging you more than that. So I don't think it's ever worth it because you're making yourself have a lower expected value. I think shop around or don't play it if if it's that important to you or otherwise just play it. Or if you, if it's that concern, shift to the money line or something like that. Yeah. Um, jumping on the Texas Tech over. And I know the quarterback got hurt, but the backup is plugging on a big play. deal. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing. Um, I'm jumping on Iowa State plus three, three and a half. It's still three and a half. Uh, when, I, when I looked earlier this afternoon, it was, but I, I don't know where, where it's at now. Uh, yes. Yeah. So doing that because I'm not sure who scores in this game. I don't either. Yeah, like, I mean, well, okay. <laughs> maybe maybe that's the point. Touchdown. Yeah, who, that's the play. Yeah. Who scores a touchdown? I, I, I grabbed that as an A-grade play on the first episode. I said that it yeah. should be Iowa minus a point. I don't. Yeah. Three and a half is stupid. Two and a half, sure. Two and a half is fine. Three and a half is insane. Uh, yeah. One of the games I'm most interested in is I want to see what UConn does with this 2-3 zone Syracuse is throwing. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they've got the shooters to shoot them out of it, but we'll see what happens. Nope. Other I than- promise you, UConn doesn't have any shooters. I can promise you. <laughs> I'm dodging that game. Uh, I don't know. Unless it goes like 10 overtimes. Yeah. Oh, much I'm pretty sure I watched a six overtime when in Madison Square Garden one time. Yeah. Yeah, that was that yeah. was. Oh yeah. my god, that was so much fun! Don't even yeah. start on basketball. Um, <laughs> taking USC, this line feels fishy for some reason, but everything in me says Stanford's yeah. not good enough to keep this under double yeah. digit. Yeah, yeah I agree. It feels very fishy. Um, go go to jump on Oklahoma State. Arizona State's not got the horses to keep this one close. I, I think Oklahoma State's got the offense to keep it rolling, and I just. I think you're going to see a very similar type game to that 
uh, Central Michigan, but uh, I think Oklahoma State still covers covers this number here. Um, then I'm going to go on the over on Baylor and BYU. I, I think this is probably the best game of the week. Uh, this is two really, really good teams going at it. Uh, it's hard to tell much from Baylor, but, I mean, how do you say your quarterback's last name? Is it Shapen? Shapen. Shapen. Uh, I mean, he only missed three passes and threw for 214 yards and two touchdowns. He had full, four ball carriers over 40 yards and reskin the two touchdowns. Uh, Baylor just looked really good. I mean, it's Albany. Uh, BYU almost shut out <laughs> the first half. Yeah. Looked <laughs> really well. Like, but they actually lost the second half, which, I mean, how much is that BYU letting off the gas versus Justin? Well, it's it's because South Florida has Baylor transfer Gary Bohannonick pulling the trigger at quarterback. Yeah. yeah, So it's all about (laughs) eight points. That's weird. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Hall looked good, threw for 261 yards. uh, Did have an interception, but threw it to 12 different guys. And that seems like a lot. I don't don't know. I haven't looked into that, but that just seems – like a Got a couple, couple, couple injuries on the BYU wide receiver front that don't yeah. know if those guys are going to play, and that's part of partially why I threw the toilet for guys because two guys, I uh, believe, yeah. hurt in the middle of that game. Yeah, um, but the uh, defense they, went great there. Um, I had one sack and two tackles for loss, so yeah. uh, that tells me Shapen is going to have all day to throw the ball. He, um, he is. Yeah, yeah. Ba- Baylor's going to score at will in that game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, in this last episode, I covered it. I grabbed the three and a half. There's still threes out there. I still think money line makes sense. Um, I just don't see Baylor not. I see Baylor scoring a lot. What, what time um, is this game? I can't remember. Uh, 9-15 Central. Nine. Yeah. yeah. So, so eight, this, is eight, one, this is one of the things going well. I'm loading up on the Baylor money line. Um, yeah. But I, I'm playing the Baylor money line. It's just the pick with the spread out here. I, I'm taking the over yeah, Baylor team total over. I, 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 it, and, and I always talk about, so I want to caveat what I'm saying here. Um, I always talk about one matchup doesn't matter, last year's matchup, you know, whatever. These two teams played last year, and uh, Baylor left a lot of points on the table, and that was with a much worse quarterback who could not exploit the issues on the field. Uh, I, I'm not, again, I, it's not, I'm not weighting that as the whole thing. That's just part of it. Again, part of it is just in general. I think I said, such about on this last episode, I think Shapin adds an element that Baylor hasn't had in a long time. But when you look at the stylistic of what BYU does, it didn't work last year. And I don't, and that's kind of what they try to do. And I don't see how that's going to work this year, given that our quarterback situation got so much better. Uh, like I said, I think Baylor scores it well. Obviously, turnovers can affect it. BYU is a really good team, but like I said, I think I don't think Baylor gets stopped at all. Um, I don't want to sound like a homer because, look, disclaimer, and I, I've told you some of y'all this before. Maybe, I know the two of y'all have heard this. I don't know if some of the viewers have heard this. Like game six of the World Series last year, as an Astros fan, I was in attendance. My official pick was on the Braves, so I am okay picking against my team if that makes sense. But uh, I think Baylor's side here. Yeah, and. I was going to ask you this: if if Baylor handles their business, say they win this double digits, does that change your opinion on them winning the conference again? Because I know you were very hesitant on that when we were talking about that earlier. I think not really. I still think it is a difficult schedule, and I think that there's a lot of teams in the big 12 that are all kind of good and i just don't know who's going to survive the war of attrition it's it's not that i think i think baylor's a really good team uh 
and I think they absolutely can get to the conference championship game. It's just there's so much talent in that conference, and the way they all play each other, it's just there's a lot of question marks. So it's not about Baylor. It's about all the question marks in that conference. Um, we don't know about Texas. I'm not sure if we'll learn anything this week about Texas, unfortunately. Um, if they get blown out, it doesn't really mean anything. Uh, you know, so, I mean, Texas is a big question mark. Oklahoma State, like that offense – looks great but can spencer sanders do that all season can that defense figure out anything because that defense looked terrible that's the big question mark oklahoma with all the new players a question mark uh texas tech might be frisky that's a really tough place to play in lubbock uh just what west virginia might be frisky really tough place to play there kansas state's a dark horse really tough place to play there's a lot of places in the big 12 that punch above their weight class with regards to uh, you know, stadiums that only hold 50,000 people, but can get pretty raucous. And so uh, just a lot of question marks in the Big 12. Uh, so it's more about all of that and the war of attrition than anything else. Uh, Baylor absolutely has a chance to do it, but I don't really, there's just too many very good teams. No, no great teams at this point. No teams that I'm like, I think can hang with Georgia, but, or Alabama or Ohio State, but, but a bunch of solidly good teams that make it questionable. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm higher on Baylor than like, I, th- I think they've got a good chance to win it all because I'm not sold Oklahoma is worth it yet. I mean, I know Gabriel's good, but I was, just, I was curious if that changed your opinion if they came through and won this one by double digits and, or it looked like the team they – I think they are. If they win by 30, maybe. I don't think it's going to happen, though. <laughs> but that'd be fun for me as a Baylor fan, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, any, any other picks for you, Jake? No, no, that's that's it. Uh, that's everything I got. All right. Uh, Cousin Jared, any parting words? Nope. Let's. I'm excited for week two. Let's go. All right, Jake, any last words from you? Yeah, just keep checking us on Twitter. Join the Patreon so you can catch on while we're, while we're throwing out there. Yeah, we got a lot there on the on the Discord for sure. Uh, should be a lot of good chatter, a lot of line movements yeah. we're talking about. Hopefully that's good information for you. Uh, and on top of that, uh, early lines out for baseball and college football. I'm going to post the, uh, when I run the model on Sunday afternoon should be out around when openers come out. So you can grab those. Uh, I don't post for the general public until later that day or the next morning. So, um, some benefits there. If you look on that Patreon page, you nothing changing with regards to the same free content, but if you want more, we've got that option for you. So thanks for pitching that Jake, because, uh, I'm a horrible salesperson. I just do the math. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The fact that I made, I still say the fact that I made a website's incredible because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm a, I'm a math guy, you know. I, I teach, I do math, I sometimes played some sports, you know, that's about it. <laughs> all right, well, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.picksoftheprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. We'll see you again next week with more college football content and again still daily baseball shows for every day except for sunday as always best of luck and remember you can eat your betting money but please don't bet your eating money <laughs>